Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own BroBasket or choose from a variety of different BroBaskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, BroBaskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. And now, here are your hosts. Number 68, I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I am the Iceman, kind Holy of. Holy shit. What? Kind of. I'm going to throw kind of in there. <laughs> what a week. If we name any shows, the name of the show would be Holy Shit, because it could apply to so many things this week. So, yeah, it's the headlines, our fans' football teams. Yeah. Woo. Uh, so, I mean, where... Good God, no. man. Where do we... Number... Oh, yeah, 68. 68. I don't know any number 68s. Rich, who's number 68? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I said Rich and not Chris for a very good reason. I guess it's hockey related. Y- yes, Yammer Yager. Yeah, he owns that number. That is his number. <laughs> Did he? Is he, does, is he playing 2017-2018? Yeah, he's not. playing in Florida still, isn't he? No. No, he's still a free agent if I'm, if I'm uh, correct. Hey, Wings can pick him up. They need all the help they can get. Hey, even at 44 years old, that he's a beast, dude. So, <laughs> Got that brand new arena downtown Detroit, and it has so many shitty days ahead of it. The Pistons are just meh. The Wings are going to be a fucking... Yeah. The Pistons are already bitching about that arena. Why? Saying that it, uh, it doesn't feel like they're welcoming them in doesn't feel like home and i'm thinking motherfucker you were you your team your whole team was a last minute add-on and i see that shit every day you're plastered all over half the front of the building good lord what more do you want you were an afterthought hey you go back to the palace 
Bob Seger just yeah. closed it, but still there. Well, it's, it's not even a matter of that. It's give them half a season, the beginning of next year. Believe me, believe me, if the Pistons end up with a better record than the Red Wings, the Pistons are going to be getting plenty of fucking love at that goddamn arena. Yeah. No, I mean, there, uh, I, I have seen equal share of Red Wing and Piston paraphernalia outside that place. So, yeah. Hey, start winning. We'll see. All right? You win this year and the Wings are in a shitter. You'll see a lot more Red, White, and Blue than you will Red and White. Guarantee it. So, this week, huh? How about the last seven days? I... Good. That's what I was saying. I, I'm, I'm the Iceman, but this week, I didn't call this shit. None of it. <laughs> we were going the rundown of what we should talk about this week. We probably named about three and a half hours worth of shit. We generally only coming from two sports. Like, First of all, if you don't like hockey, or I'm sorry, if you don't like football and basketball, might not be the show for you, but... Uh, should we should we just start from last Thursday and move our way forward? I mean, we all know what the real big we record we record this on Tuesday, so we all know what the huge fucking story's been since about oh Friday afternoon. So I mean, we could we we get to that at the end or in the middle. I, should we just start with uh, Aaron Hernandez and the whole late stage CTE? Seriously. Okay, this is, if, if, if I'm not wrong, this is off the top of my head, this is the same university and same doctor who, when I read that story, and they reported that two, she received 200 brains and 110 of the 111 that she studied had CTE, I was like, well, where's the rest of the fucking brains? Did zombies break in and fucking have a smorgasbord? I don't yeah. understand. I, it, they give me that wa- the set of The Walking Dead. All right. So right there, unless that was a misprint that there was never a retraction on, this shit's suspect in my book anyways. How the fuck are we going to give you 200 samples and you're going to use 111 of them and you're not going to even comment if the other, what, 89 were unsuitable for whatever say so the fact that they didn't say anything is just a big red flag to me so them coming out saying he has this advanced cte okay how much of this is due to his lifestyle outside of football i mean the man killed people he was a known gangster even back before he even played it down a football for florida i well you you don't think he took fucking illicit drugs you don't think he fucking took designer drugs you don't think maybe he got in a fight or two you know what why don't you cue up that fucking uh face off song and listen to the fucking chorus and tell me that that's not what's going on now and if you're popping molly and percocets at the same time and you expect no brain damage down the fucking line and you're gonna tell me this dude was like living and taking drugs and partying in moderation a guy who killed people because they spilt their drink on him come on man it's just his lawyer also has questionable ethics. His lawyer is Jose Baez, who I believe was Casey Anthony's lawyer, who, in lieu of money, took uh, sex from her. So, I mean, that kind of... I don't know, to me, that's just something about... I mean, first of all, he's a lawyer. So, you know. Bazing. 
But, I mean, it just says something about your ethics to me, too. I mean... Well, also, it's not the lawyer suing. It's, it's, it's not... It's for your his, daughter. It's not his... Yeah, it's not his, his old lady, his baby mama. It's his daughter. For what? What a cheap ploy this shit is. Oh, you can't deny this little girl. Look, really... I Look, I argued that if... When this all went down, I said if the Patriots would take part of his contract, put it in some sort of trust for his daughter for when she turns whatever age, all right, that I, I don't have a problem with that. And I think it, I, I just I have a problem with, with punishing the kid for what the fucking parent did, for what her, her dad did. I got a question for fault. you, Rich. She, she is four years old. I highly doubt she's thought of all of this shit by herself, too. You know what I mean? No, dude, that's... They, that's. I mean, it's like saying if you fucking hop into a raging fucking bonfire, you're going to get burned. I didn't think we needed to fucking cover that. Anybody's out there going, well, why aren't they addressing the fact that a four-year-old doesn't know what a fucking lawsuit is? We're going we're gonna to give you a couple seconds to catch up to the rest of us. All right, if you haven't, turn the fucking <laughs> podcast off. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. But anyways, no, man, this is this is all bullshit. This is a money grab. This is attention-seeking. I'm starting to, to side with what other podcasts are saying about his old lady. Like, fuck this bitch right along with him. Like, it's a damn shame this kid had two fucking... Had one confirmed piece of shit parent and appears to have another one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just... They're, they're saying, what What are they saying? Uh, they're saying for somebody twice his age, more than twice his age? 67. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, just, just to throw it out there, I had an uncle die of a heroin overdose at 34. When they opened him up, they said his internal organs were that of a man in his late 60s. Uh, and by the way, so he had CTE, so that made him kill three people? Yeah, that's the other thing. That's... That's the one thing I think is amusing in all this, because if this story wasn't somehow sports-related, I get to feel, but, like, like mainly sports-related through an athlete, but somehow butted up against the world of sports. I've seen some fucking, Stephen A. Smith being the one that sticks out in my mind, he just viciously attacked this lawsuit. And I'm sitting here thinking, is this a case of they know better than a bite the hand that feeds them? Them being ESPN. Because he was like, well, what about Junior Seau? What about uh, Dan uh, Dewar? What about, and he started naming all these, these other players with CTE that he go, they didn't kill anybody. So how are you going to blame this on CTE? Don't even try that shit. Yeah, if you're going to blame CTE on anything, blame it on him killing himself. But I mean, like, I just immediately, I just went bullshit. Bullshit. Whatever this is, it's bullshit. Like, there's, there's, and let's, let's get real. All right. I think I said it in the chat. If you really, this, he played in the NFL for three years. All right. He even got drafted when he was, I fact check. I got drafted when he was, he got drafted when he was 21. He played three seasons. You really, if, if your interest is in safety, for people's safety, then you really have to go after the sport itself. Because if you add up college, high school, peewee, or pop warner, whatever the fuck you want to call it, 
He played much more time, much more years of those than the three years of professional football he played. Well, it's funny you bring that up. Because now did this this Aaron Hernandez story, did this break on Friday or was it Thursday? It's Thursday. Okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> so this this makes a little bit more sense because they had at least twenty four hours uh to uh, put together their, uh, and when I say they, I mean NPR, uh, other news sources, they, they put together pretty much an all-out assault. Um, even Bill Maher joined in on the fun, on, on, on football. And, I mean, first of all, let's just give you a brief NP- rundown of the NPR. Most of the people on there were female, in and of itself, that doesn't mean anything, but after about five minutes of listening, and them talking about why Colin Kaepernick isn't drafted this year, and that he's a cornerback who used to play for the 49ers, that's when I was like, okay, this is obviously not sports people. These are people who have an agenda have an axe to grind and this is the perfect example to, to, to get their foot in the door and they were doing it under the guise of we worry, were worried about the players health anybody that's listening to this podcast knows I've been, I've been calling bullshit on that they don't give a fuck about the players health and if you can find the podcast or a recording of this NPR segment I advise you to listen to it because they pivoted real hard from CTE right into Colin Kaepernick right into how racist everything is, all this good shit. And then, to bring it back home, they ended it with, well, we can't really tell adults they can't play football, so why don't we just have kids play flag football until they reach the age of consent? Do you know how awful that would go? You, if your concern is injuries and safety, you, that is the worst idea ever. Nobody would be conditioned. No one would be ready for it. Like yeah, that, that first Oklahoma drill for that fucking freshman first first practice with it with a with the college football team. That's going to be a motherfucker for him. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I wish I just wish people and because I know this gets close to stay in your lane, but I just wish people like this would always start with, "Hey, for the record, I don't like sports," and then continue. Because, I mean, that's really, that's where it comes from. Like, I wasn't a jock, man. I was in the goddamn marching band. I was a band geek, all right? I might, I wasn't stuffed in any lockers, but I, you know, fair share of jocks pick on me. I don't give a fuck. I like to watch sports. And if you don't like sports, like, just stay, it just seems like a witch hunt. It's just stay out of the conversation. There, so there you go, stay in your lane. I said it. I'll be the guy. I just find it amazing that it's NPR. They're a, I'm assuming they have tons of resources at their disposal. And they go and they find a bunch of people, most of whom are women, who don't even understand how the sport works. Well, I, t- I think I made the joke on a regimented, or maybe it was on here. Like, here's something you've never heard. I'm so-and-so for NPR sports. There is no NPR sports department. 
But you're telling me they couldn't have put the fucking call out and got somebody, somebody to agree with them from from Fox Sports, from ESPN, from an independent Dan Shaughnessy or somebody, somebody from I mean, just any sports reporter who knows a little bit about sports. See, that's that's the most insulting thing about this. One, I'm just going to call it what it is. All right, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it swims like a duck, it's not a fucking dog. This is, these are the opening shots of the war on fucking contact sports in this country. Yeah, well, too, you, sh- you, you shared that video with, from the Young Turks. You know, talk about this is why the NFL is despicable. For, I don't care what you think about the NFL, for starters. You're a news organization. We're not supposed to know what you think. Well, first but, of all, the, I, and, and, and yeah, there's that. There's the Young Turks. There's NPR. And just to touch on the nonsense that they report, it's, you know, you have the vast majority of the league are beating their wives and girlfriends, and that's no problem. Vast majority of the league. Yeah. Okay. It was, I want to say, Fox Sports. It wasn't ESPN. I don't know. Some website posted on Facebook today, and I read the article, and I forgot to bookmark it. But basically, there's, out of all the players in the league, there's how many teams, Earl? 32. 53 players on each team? Am I correct on that? Uh, yeah, 53-man roster. And there's how many on the uh, uh, practice squad? Like what? I, I can't imagine. I think it's 22. 22? Okay. So those are players that are in the NFL. The vast majority is what they reported. 44 players in the NFL have ever had charges filed or been convicted of any type of domestic violence. Out of over 1,700. Is that the vast majority? No. That's. We're not even going to bother to throw facts out there. That's... 2.5%. 2.6%. Just using 1,700 as the round number. But, you know, in, in today's world of... So that means 90% where, of them do not beat their wives. Well, in today's world of, you know, point zero 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 half per, you know, of a point of a of a percentage point of people are other kin non-binary etc 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 you know 15 million different labels put on them and they want special bathrooms and special doctors and special underwear and every other fucking thing are we really shocked that that, that a little bit over two percent is seen as the vast majority these days this is just another this is just another case of people who Want to want to blow up issues, just ignoring the numbers and ignoring the facts, and going for that gut feeling thing, like, oh, it could be your little daughter who who dates the high school football quarterback who gets her ass beat, and you'll never know it, because there's so many of them that play football, so many of them in the in the NFL. It's bullshit. It's nonsense. You know. For a long, well, I would say, I wouldn't say a long time, for a few months, Rich, you and I and, and Chris have all talked about uh, pretty much how, how you know, people attack the, the contact sports and, you know, in hockey we talked about checking and, and whatnot. And, and we always say millennial of this and millennial that, you know, 
it, it's become a way of the world. It's it's unfortunately not just sports. It's people themselves. It's people who who will never admit they're wrong ever. Doesn't matter what you say. Doesn't matter. You could get printed fact, it and and show them. Look, you're a hundred percent wrong. I can prove this. No, I'm not. And it's not just sports. It's everywhere. You see it with uh, the uh, identity of sexual things. You know, um, I'm I'm bisexual, trisexual, bisexual, whatever. You know, and when people start attacking football. And, and sports with CTE, they're like, hell yeah, everybody has CTD, CTE in that sport. And everybody takes drugs. And everybody beats their wives. Everybody abuses their kids. It's terrible. These people are terrible. They're horrible. And they've never even been to a game. Not one. has not, No football, no baseball, basketball. They barely know what a court looks like. Hey, CTE and, and, people, where are you with hockey, too? Was hockey ever brought up in this discussion, Rich? It, but it's not just that. It's everywhere. Everybody has their opinion, and they want to band together uh, and, and be right together. And he's right, and we're all right, and you're all wrong. And we got all these studies to prove it. doesn't matter real, that they're stupid. Just real quick to answer Chris's question. To be honest with you, if it was mentioned, it was mentioned just in a throw throwaway, offhanded way. Like, because, like. Because it, it was not discussed in depth. Because if they just started talking shit about hockey, and these these broads on there would have fucking started running their fucking you know flapping their fucking cock holsters and getting everything wrong about hockey, I might have actually had to pull the car over, <laughs> Take find out where NPR pill. yeah find out where NPR studio they recorded that in, go in there. And like burn the place down <laughs> because put me on the air right now. Why? Just put me on the air. It's a pre-recorded segment. I don't care. I, I just, I, yeah. I mean, it was, they lumped in, it, the, the, the term contact sports got thrown around, which pretty much we know what that means. I mean, dude, they even consider, there's people that consider baseball a contact sport these days. That has the most. Hey, you run into the catcher. You run into I, the catcher, that's contact. Can't do that anymore. Not after, not after, <laughs> after Snowflake Posey got his leg busted, and the league said, "Well, shit, That's he's right. one of our fucking marquee men. We can't have him out for a year, so we're going to change rules that have been around for over a hundred years. No matter how much the odds say, oh, play catchers get run over at home plate all the time, and they they don't miss significant time. It's part of the game, et cetera, et cetera." They, they They're the most padded the fucking player on the field. It's just like it's just like this shit with they want more netting all the way to extend all the way into the outfield for foul balls. Look, that kid that got hit was like what four or five years old. All right, that's a fucked up situation. Once again, that is how many times does that honestly happen during the season? I revert now, back they, to that story that we were talking about before in hockey, Rich, where that girl got hit with the puck and. Well, I mean, no, she fucking died. <laughs> well, I mean, look, here's the deal: if they, if if the teams want to extend nets, netting, and they don't care what their fans say, they don't care if they say this is fucking up my view, this is fucking up the game, it's ridiculous. If you're not paying attention, that's the quickest way to learn: is to almost get hit by a foul ball or a fucking bat flew out of the batter's hands, whatever. But if teams want to do it, fine, let them do it. All right, my problem is is that it's once again people who 
are outside of the sport. And and I t- and I said I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Baseball has been very proactive, trying to stay ahead of the curve, especially after the 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 whole steroid in front of Congress debacle. They've been trying to stay ahead of the curve and keep it to where no government people are paying attention to what they're doing because they're the ones that are being proactive as they can in changing rules to quote unquote make the game safer. That's fine. But you got to understand, you are changing the fundamental dynamic of the game. You are changing the experience of the game. You know what? You're not, I you're not going to charge. Till... You're not going to charge them less for an obstructed view of when they're sitting behind those net those nets. I guarantee it. I can't wait when these people finally win and they keep changing and they keep changing that somebody actually comes out with a basketball league. Well, uh, who knows at this point? I know, man. right? I mean, but I, I think I think what's getting you know, yes, this is all under the umbrella of sports being in the crosshairs for more than one reason, and we'll get into the rest of them later. But the physical side, the foot in the door for these people is look what it's doing to its own players, the people who it makes its money off of. Now let's ignore the fact that any time that there's any players who look at the owners and go, you guys are making billions, while we don't even have guaranteed contracts, sometimes have to pay back signing bonuses, et cetera, et cetera, that these same people who are now so worried about these players go, oh, that's right, cry me your entitled tears into my mug so I can drink them up because they're delicious because a bunch of millionaires are arguing with billionaires over who gets you know a bigger chunk of the pie. Well, so you don't give a fuck about the fact that they're putting their life on the line and maybe deserve like you know compensation. Some sort. You're not worried about them once they retire. The shitty retirement benefits that the NFL players have. It's it's it just points to hypocrisy. They don't care, guys. Yeah, because I'll say to them, people. So what? <clears throat> they're adults. This is a choice. No one's putting a gun to their head, making them do it. They are well aware of the risks. Uh, guess what? You don't go pro overnight. You know, it, it, Mark Wahlberg in whatever fucking movie that was doesn't fucking happen all the time. This is somebody, they've invested years into it. They are aware of the risks. If you go professional, you get paid very well. And yeah, so the fuck what? It, it's a choice. I mean, and, and you know, what? You take some opportunities away from some brothers? Huh? How about that one? Well, I mean, that's the other thing. This might be some people's only way out. There was an article that I refused to send to you guys because it was that asinine. But we've we've all seen the memes or heard someone compare, like, the NFL draft and all the testing and measuring and, and, and you know, run this and how fast are you with this and how it's your vertical and how strong are you, and compare it to the slave trade. But I mean it, that those those people came out of the woodwork over this, the weekend also. You know, well, this is what happens when when the when the the field Negroes don't want to work for free on the plantation no more. You know, and now it turns out that the scraps that, that Mass has been giving them, not only is that not enough, but Mass has you know been known that having them out there in the field is killing them, and they, and and Massa don't care. What it's ma- like, Mass? Some, these guys make more money than 
everyone in a square mile of me will be making their entire lies. Like, that's where I don't get where that comes from. Like, oh. And I mean, look, there's there's players who have careers and post-careers, you know, post-playing careers that, for the most part, I respect that, that tend to agree with that type of thinking. Jim Brown is the first person that comes to mind. I don't agree with Jim Brown on that. I'm sorry, man. Dude, I, I, people sell their souls to companies and get used and abused and, and chewed up and spit out for a lot less money. A lot less money every day. All right. If we're going to talk about if you want to be honest, yes, the players need to have a strong player association, which is their union, go in there, negotiate for retired players, health benefits, negotiate for better contracts, etc., etc. But if you really want to compare the plight of NFL players to people who with fucking four-year degrees and under and what they go through, I'm sorry. You're barking up the wrong tree, man. You that that's a case especially that's a, with us two. <laughs> that's a that's a case of I, that's if it wasn't Jim Brown, a respected black man in in the in the civil rights movement saying it, that would be a case of every SJW would break their necks tripping over each other to get to their keyboards and knock their heart on out of the way while they typed he's blinded by his own privilege. But we all know they're not going to go after Jim Brown. We know why they're not going to go after Jim Brown. And if they do, they're going to do one thing that might actually get Jim Brown's ass in a courtroom. They're going to call him a coon or they're going to call him an Uncle Tom. I'm going to tell you what. I don't care how old Jim Brown is. I don't know if you want to be calling him no coon and Uncle Tom. It's probably a good way to get your jaw wired shut for about six weeks. By a 70-year-old man? Yes. Who will whip your ass and do it without breaking a sweat. One hand, more than likely. He's whipped many asses. Yes. I mean, you know, there's an old Richard Pryor story. I don't know how legit it is. I don't know how much Richard Pryor was putting 100 on 10 trying to make be funny and use comedic exaggeration. But, you know, in his partying days, he said he used to have people come over to his house and he had a brick fireplace. And he had a, a fake rubber brick, and he'd pick it up off the, you know, like the 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 base of the fireplace and throw it at people and watch them freak out. He did the shit to Jim Brown. Jim Brown sat there, watched him do it. It bounced off Jim Brown's face. He goes, Jim Brown didn't even fucking blink. He was just like staring at him, like you fucked up. You know that, right? You fucked up. You know, right? I mean, like, dude, this is this is Richard Pryor on cocaine. Everybody's partying, having a good time. And Jim Brown's ready to go beat his ass because a rubber brick bounced off his fucking face. <laughs> All right, you really want to be you really want to be calling this man a fucking Oreo cookie? Go ahead, please. please. And make sure to quote Charlie Murphy. Make sure your people's there too. Yeah, <laughs> to see it. <laughs> but no, man, this is look NPR, the Young Turks, Bill Maher, and and, and this this was. I guess I should I shouldn't expect any better from Bob Costas at this point. I know people some people hate him as a sports announcer and reporter. I don't. But Bob Costas just jumped I mean right on the bandwagon and basically echoed the exact same sentiments that these fucking know nothing bitches on fucking NPR did and said, Hey, 
Maybe we need to have flag football leagues in high school until it's what? time to go to college. Do, doesn't he still do Sunday night football? Isn't he biting the hand and feeds him? That's my question. But I guess technically, since he's not talking about pro football, he's not. Wow. But, I mean, look. He's, Chris, he's, you're not dumb. He's close you, to retirement. You're not dumb, Chris. You understand that it takes at least a few years of training, of practicing, to go in and execute when you play football in a manner that, one, is as safe as possible, and, two, is legal to do within the rules. If you literally have high school kids walking or running around, bitch-slapping each other, snatching fucking flags off of each other's waist, and making the uh, noise every time someone fucking accidentally gives them a forearm shiver, the fuck you think's going to happen when they go to fucking college? And Earl, you know better than either of us because you played high school ball. It's not even... It, everybody's played flag football when you were in elementary and middle school. You did it in gym. Even in high school sometimes. Uh, back in my day, probably not now, but back in my day you strapped on the flags and you went outside and you played some football. That's not football. That's fucking tag. Who's it? The guy with the ball. Yeah. You know, that's not football. It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of practice to put your pads on right. Get your helmet strapped up right. Make sure you have the pads in the right places. Know what part of your body is going to contact what part of their body. Be ready for what happens when this place is not padded and it gets hit. It's like anything. Um, doing a jackhammer. Picking up a jackhammer and put it into the ground and sit there and hold it for hours. You, if you haven't done that for years and years of your life, or you know what? Let me put it to you guys this way, because you guys are musicians. Rich, you play with heavy, heavy strings on your guitar. If I pick up your guitar, never played a lick of guitar, but started trying to play something, my hand would be ate the fuck up. It why would look it, like hamburger. Why does this guy got piano wire on his guitar? Right. Because I, I don't have the callus on my hands that you do. It's the same thing in football. It's not necessarily callous as it is. It's you've trained your body where to take the hit and how. And and it's true. And not so much CTE or anything, but if you lower your head and hit somebody just right, you're going to be paralyzed for a long, long, long time. Rest of your life. All done. Not even walking. That takes practice. That's not something you want to do when you're 18 and in college. That's... I, yeah, that's what I've been trying to explain to people, you know, and it, it, it and this is just a, a, a side note, you know, a little personal thing. But I mean, it's it it really irritates me because <laughs> I, I guess it's like, you know, a little harmless Facebook crush. I got on one of my Facebook friends and she posted this big, long fucking thing about stop watching sports, pick up a book, read to your children read you know why don't you start reading instead of you know shoving this crap in your head and i'm thinking oh, see i thought you were smarter than that sweetheart i thought you wouldn't fall for the either or why can't you do both i mean do you really think that all those football players that go to ivy league colleges never pick up a book because those ivy league colleges aren't competing for national championships year in and year out richard sherman's smart as a motherfucker Exactly. He went to Stanford. I mean, the, these 
unless you go to a football factory where they're where they're just going to give you the most bullshit classes they can to where fucking Hodor from Game of Thrones could pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, dude, you, you're going to have to put the fucking work in, like, especially in an Ivy League college. Yeah, like, it's possible Ezekiel Elliott is dumb as shit. All right, because he goes to a football factory, or he went to a football factory. But, yeah, someone coming out of the Ivy League, you, you got to maintain the grades. My, here's my problem with this whole CTE and, and contact sport issue. You're, you've narrowed the field, and you've become so hypocritical, and that's what I was trying to tell you, Rich, with, with not just sports, with every, but with everything, you know, identity of sex and all this. If CTE is because you play football, and we can't play tackle football anymore because of CTE, then we can no longer drive a car because of car crashes. We can no longer drink alcohol because of liver disease. We can no longer ride motorcycles because of what the fuck is all over that thing. There are so many different things that cause so many different issues with a person's body. Okay, Nothing is safe. Sit your ass at home and sit on the couch and be a couch potato because that's the only way you're 100% safe from anything outside. If you wake up in New York or L.A. every morning and take a deep breath, that'll catch up with you over time. That's what I'm saying. L.A., the huge smog cloud over L.A., and and, and that's supposed to be healthy for you? You're just breathing, for fuck's sake. It's going to be that cartoon where you're sitting in, in space in a spaceship and you're just a blob of fucking lard because you haven't walked because you're afraid to get hurt. But see, here's the thing, man. As fucked up as this is going to sound, it, we're not that far off from self-driving cars. And the people who are pushing for it, here's the the people that create it, I doubt that they have an agenda behind it. The, most techie type people who create shit like that creates create stuff like that out of can I do it? The 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 moral implications of it is is for the most part they, it's not even a consideration. But the fun police, which I mean, that's not even it's not even accurate to say that anymore. What it really is is it's 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 the you're going to live life the way we tell you to live life police and they've latched on to it and they've tried to point out how much safer it would be if we all were in self-driving cars and they play down the fact that if there's going to be an accident and it's going to be a a situation where someone has to die it's not left up to the two people in the cars and who's got the better fucking you know hand-eye coordination the better reflex time no it's those cars will make a decision whether you live or die They've already had stories about this shit. I mean, and and alcohol, dude. When they started cracking down on, on cigarettes, my father, my father wasn't a drinker. A little bit when he was in the service in Vietnam. Can't blame him for that. Every day he said he woke up and he said, "Fuck it, I'm a dead man." When he was over there, so he numbed himself the best way he could, which was drinking when he could, whatever. But it didn't follow him home. Wasn't an issue for him. But the minute they start cracking down on cigarettes, he said, guess what? All you drinkers, better drink up right now. You're next. All you people who like your pop and your big fucking supersized this and that, you're next. You're all on the chopping block. Because everybody sat here and listened to these people push this bullshit. And we've just all started to, to believe the lies to the point where we just nod. Oh, yeah, secondhand smoke kills. Really? I, where Where's the overwhelming evidence that it does? Because... That's 
here's the bitch of it. It's not up for debate anymore in the, in the world of science because scientists have just given up trying to tell people the truth. They just, they're like, fuck it. People are going to believe what they want to fucking believe. Dude, all this shit is already happening. Well, and that's what it, I'm saying, though, Rich. If if, if they're 100% serious, no more tackle football, no more pads, no more helmet to helmet, none of this shit, and you can't touch anybody, you can only pull a flag, all right, then I want to see those people that are saying this and, and supporting all of this sell their fucking car, sell their motorcycles, sell their boat, if they have a cigarette, so God fucking help them, and no more drinking alcohol, only organic foods, that they grow them fucking cells without any pesticides at all, ever. After they get all the proper uh, permits and shit and pay fucking $15,000 for the right to grow a fucking, you know, 10 by 15 garden in their backyard. Yeah. That's exactly what it's going to be. It's, dude, we're heading towards that anyways. It's nanny state bullshit. I mean, I, I, I've said this on, other, on, on Unregimented, and I've said this in conversation, and more and more I'm coming to believe it. You know, Doug Stanhope had a, had a bit where he said, you know, you were born absolutely free. The government fucked you out of half of your fucking natural-born rights, and you wave a flag celebrating that fact. You know, at least black people knew when they were slaves. And it's like, yeah, that, 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 is, that is the fucking truth. The laws in this country do more to take away our rights than to fucking protect them. And we've we we just we just go whatever it's 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 for the better it's for the it's for the better good. The good of the many outweighs the good of the few. Is it really? How how many people who are adults who are eighteen who decide to go to college and play college football who decide to declare for the draft? who decide to put their fucking John Hancock on, Hancock on an NFL contract, how many of those people are forced to do it? Like Chris said, no one's got a gun to their head, man. And that's something that's completely lost in this conversation. Chris, in the, in the private chat, when, in the group chat, when you said, what the fuck happened to personal responsibility? Why is, you know... No, why aren't they saying it's a... Why aren't, they, why aren't people saying that they, these people make a choice to do this? Yeah, and, and you said, is anyone at any time going to bring up the fact that it's a choice the athletes make? I said, besides us, because I, I don't hear it. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I read a lot of sports websites, op-eds, reporters, etc. It's got to be less than 5% of people that I've read have even brought that up. That's how ingrained in us that it, it is to to go... Oh, a sweet personal responsibility under the rug. And then how many times have we talked about players these days play four to six years in the NFL and they get out while they're fucking still healthy and can still fucking think straight? Why aren't those guys celebrated? Yeah. Why, why isn't the media who's so worried about their fucking health pushing these stories to the front of the fucking sports cast? To the because Sunday it's, night it's, shows. It, it sells better when they say that the Lions cheated Barry and the Lions cheated Calvin, and it's, it's better to say that. Yeah, it's, a, yeah it's, a, it's not the sexy headline. It's not the it's not the big bad boogeyman NFL. Well, here's what this comes down to, in my, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. If you're listening to this show, you're obviously a sports fan. As a sports fan, you have you have a pool to pull a few choices out of. All right. And one of the, I think one of the choices that needs to be made is bullshit needs to be called when bullshit is seen. 
Because if any, if the last five to ten years of this country has taught me anything, it's that hoping that the squeaky wheel who's full of shit and is screaming incorrect facts constantly will just eventually shut up and go away does not work. No, it kind of drains everybody else of their uh, grease, don't it? Because they've learned to go into a preemptive attack. They make it so, this is, this is okay, so they'll state something as a fact, which is just, I mean, it's false, period. And then they'll say, if you disagree with this, then you're, and they'll throw a label on you. So right there, people in the media, people in the spotlight, they're like, oh, fuck, man. I don't want to be that guy. You know, how's this going to affect my Q rating if I go against this? If I say something and go, you know, hey, look, that's not what the stats actually say. The stats actually say this. You know, these are the, these are the people who, who shape my, for better or for worse, there's athletes out there that think like this. We all know it. Their legacy. What's a legacy? If there were no sports reporters, no one would, and no one would be worrying about their legacy. Your legacy is how you're perceived by the public. That's what your legacy is. All right. Most people can't quote you fucking hard and fast stats from Michael Jordan. But they can tell you he was one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player to ever play NBA basketball. That's a legacy. And who created that? The sports reporter. So what are you going to do? Are you going to bite the hand that feeds you? You're going to bite the media hand? You're going to tell them that they're wrong? No. So it falls on us. Call out these fucking shysters. Call out these snake oil salesmen. Do not let up on them. You have to look at what the people who are trying to take shit away from you that you enjoy, you have to look at what they're willing to do, and you have to be willing to at least match their intensity. If you can't match their intensity, then just sit down and shut up because you're getting in the way. But if all you can do is match your intensity, you better be willing to keep it up. And if you really want to get something and you really want to fucking try to get one last gasp of, of rational and logical thinking into this fucking subject before it snowballs into some bullshit myth that everyone believes, you better not only match their intensity, but bury them motherfuckers. Go back and watch the movie The Untouchables. He hits one of your guys, you stab one of his guys. He stabs one of your guys, you shoot one of his guys. He sends one of your guys to the hospital, you send one of his guys to the morgue. Because that's what it's coming down to. There's no more There's no more room for gentlemen and honor and debating in good faith in this country anymore. Because anyone who debates in good faith is a fucking idiot. Any... Arthur Miller said, never fight fair with a stranger. That has never been more true in my lifetime than it is right now. Because keep sitting there listening to me talk. Keep sitting there going, this is shit ain't going to happen. But do you think it's any coincidence that on Friday you had NPR, the Young Turks, Bill Maher, uh, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, all left-leaning, all release, I mean, on the same day, all the same bullshit, basically calling for the fucking eradication of, of, of any type of football in high school and younger? You think that's a coincidence? Get the fuck out of here. That's like if you were alive in the 90s and going, hey, there's a, there's a movie called uh, uh, Armageddon about an asteroid going to hit the Earth. Oh, but there's another movie called Deep Impact about an asteroid going to hit the Earth. And they're coming out like two months apart. That's just a coincidence. You're a fucking idiot if you think that. Yeah, and the second asteroid did hit the Earth. <laughs> right? All these fucking... Everybody in the media knows what everybody else is fucking doing. Unless you're working on some, like, 
top secret, deep throat Woodward and Bernstein type shit. Everybody knows what everybody else is fucking doing. And believe me, the fact that there are a handful of corporations that own all the media in this country means that it was a coordinated effort. So, there you go. There's the bottom line of the, 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 I can see in this situation. Because it, no one's going to come to, the, to, to, to any sports defense outside of the people who enjoy the sport. Yeah. And this is, this is tailor-made for these people. If you are any type of socially conscious and watch what the left is going through right now, they're starting to turn on each other because they have no big bad wolf. The Trump thing is get, Trump is the gift that keeps giving, but Trump gives so much that it only lasts for a couple days, and then you're outraged by what he did this time, and then what he did the next time, and what he did the time after that. It's become a cottage industry to be pissed off at Trump. There's people right now cashing paychecks who might as well put on their W-2 at the end of the fucking year. I hate on Trump for a living. So they need a new bad guy. This is it. This is going to get the soccer moms. This is going to, believe me, if it's not 2020, it's damn sure 2024. This is going to be talked about in the presidential debate. This is going to be brought up. People who have no idea about sports are going to be told, are going to be asked, what are they going to do about this if they're elected? Where does it stop? So you can't have police because you can get shot? You can't be a fireman because you could die in a fire? You can't drive a bus because you get in a bus accident? Yes, Chris, that's exactly what I'm saying. Get rid of motorcycles, cars, cops, firemen, boats, cigarettes, liquor. Yeah, you got to get rid of everything. You're not safe doing anything. But here's the catch. If the people that are dictating all of this like something, well, then you get to keep it. Like right now, you can't smoke anywhere in America. Anywhere. Nowhere. These same people don't have problems with the same sports. Break down your knees. Break down all your joints. Yeah, but even... They have no problem with that. Right. What it affects the head now now we're involved? Well, you can't smoke a cigarette anywhere in America. But these same people that are saying you can't smoke in America have just started pushing, and and not just started, but are now winning the fight to get marijuana passed to be legal to smoke in the United States. It's like, come on, man. Well, I mean, until until you can fucking light up a joint in a fucking restaurant or a bar. Be an awesome day. I mean, I, it, I, <laughs> it's I coming soon to a state near you. You ain't gonna be able to smoke indoors like like that. It's, those days are done, dude. They're All done. done. With. Unless it's a specialty shop, like a smoke shop, like they have cigar bars here hey, in Michigan. They talk about it in Nevada. You know, you, you can go. You can go into a to a tobacco store that sells. You know, a smoke shop that smells smoke, smokes and paraphernalia, and you can go into a uh, what they call cigar bars. You can smoke cigarettes, and you can smoke cigars and pipes and hookahs, but that's it. And I mean, I only know of one place that has a liquor license that is that is a legit cigar bar in in the Detroit metro area, you know. And that's a that's a large area with a lot of people in it. I mean, I think it's upwards of five million if you if you include the Tri County area plus where we're starting to what well, used to be the Boonies is now the far suburbs. So I mean. It's. I, I can't see how anyone who's a sports fan can sit back and go, 
whatever, this is some sky is falling shit. If it is, then, then let me pull a Teddy Atlas. Then when he was talking about how did I know that this fight would end in controversy and I was saying that two months before the fight was even fucking fought. How did I know that? Because it, cause that's how corrupt boxing's become. How did I how did I say that this would fucking happen two months ago on on this podcast? Is it because I'm psychic? I got a crystal ball somewhere? No, it's because I pay attention and I extrapolate things that are logical fucking conclusion. And this is the logical conclusion. These are people who don't like competition. They don't like winners and losers. They've already done their best to remove winners and losers from casual children's sports i mean i don't travel leagues and shit i think they'd just disband before they fucking refuse to keep score and give everybody fucking trophies at the end of the season if you've ever known any travel league kids and parents they take that shit serious and that shit costs big bucks okay they better see a return on for their investment but i mean little league baseball not the little league world series you see on espn little league baseball that we all played Oh, don't keep score. Hurts, it hurts their self-esteem. These are the people that want to make decisions for you in the entertainment you watch, the sports you watch. These are people who think they know better than grown athletes who have trained their entire life to play this sport. They, These people think they know better than those people about the sport. Come on now. I'm not a brain surgeon. If I walked into a fucking operating room, I don't care if I looked apart. You still wouldn't want me operating on your brain. You want the brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, it's, we we we've gone on this for about an hour. Shall we? That that was Thursday. So Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Thursday, Friday. It, yeah. Now we get into the rest of Friday. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, what was it? Steph Curry was asked about if he was going to go to the White House, and he gave what I thought was, like, it, it, it's not, like, the number one thing about Steph Curry is he's a likable guy for, like, it's not an accident. Like, he doesn't say incendiary things. You know, he, he, he you know, he, he plays the part. He's a likable guy. He gave what I thought was a reasonable measured response to why he wouldn't be attending the White House. And then all of a sudden Donald Trump comes back with pretty much, you can't fire me, I quit. You know, talking about how they're... Oh, the fact that I have to look this up. Just uh, that says he, he wasn't invited and then disinvites him and the whole team. So there was that. And that was just... Uh, he, he was just getting started. Because then you have the whole tirade on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, pissed off Trump is not a good Trump. Yeah. Like, where was that... Do we even know where that even was at? Like, was that at another campaign rally? For well, it was just at a rally. Well, they're all they're, they're campaign rallies. He's already he he wasn't even in office six months, and he filed his paperwork to rerun in two thousand twenty. He's constantly on the campaign trail. That's where he wants to be more than anything. He likes the he he read Mein Kampf, and he got hooked on the part where Hitler's standing in front of the crowds and they're cheering him. All right, it's kind of like the Christians who read the Bible and the New Testament, and they get stuck on the part where Jesus goes into the you know temple and starts flipping over tables. Like mm-hmm. Trump wants to be Hitler. <laughs> as, Trump wants to be Hitler at his most charismatic. Angry Christians want to be Jesus at his most angry. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's call it what it is. But let's also, as far as I know, this is the first fucking podcast 
media source is going to point out a fact that's indisputable. Listen to the man's quote. He never called anyone a son of a bitch. He did not say Colin Kaepernick is a son of a bitch. He said, don't you wish sometimes these owners would look at the players kneeling and say, you're out of here, you son of a bitch? Get that son of a bitch off the field. You're fired. You're fired. (laughs) Exactly. Now, see, here's here's the thing. I did call that. I called that back when Kaepernick did it. I said that exact same thing. Listen, hold on, though. I'm not on some Trump shit. I'm just pointing out that I don't get... This is how much I consider myself dedicated to getting the truth out there over bullshit. The man did not call anyone a son of a bitch. There is a world of difference between if anyone who's been in a relationship with a a woman knows this. When you go, honey, you're acting like a bitch. And she flies off the handle and goes, you called me a bitch. No, I didn't call you a bitch. I said, you're acting like a bitch. There's a difference. Semantics. Well, isn't that what words are? If they're meaningless, then let's just fucking declare them meaningless and go back to grunting and beating the shit out of each other. Sweet, man. I, that's, I just wanted to point that out before we went on because... I couldn't sit here and do a whole segment operating under the false pretense that he's out there calling players individual sons of bitches when he didn't. I never thought that. That's a thing? Wait, why am I surprised? Did anything yeah, wrong? that is a thing. Every NFL player that was interviewed about the reaction throughout the weekend said, I just want it to be known. I'm not a son of a bitch, and I don't like the fact that he called me a son of a bitch, and blah, 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 blah. Calm down. <laughs> you'll, you'll, get o- you'll get over it, big tough. You, you big softy. Anyway, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, first of all, fuck you for ruining Sunday, Donnie. And second of all, like, did he not get enough attention as a kid? Because this had nothing to do with him. He inserted himself into it. This had nothing. To, this shit started before he was even president. You know, he was still, this is, you know, this was last preseason, last August. Mario Bombs. Still in office. And he and he goes and he inserts himself into the... Like, I just... I don't get it, man. Like, I, I, I get what you're saying, Rich. I mean, talking about it with Earl. Like, dude, you won. Stop campaigning. Because it's really what it... And, but... Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, man. He, he lit a fire under everybody's ass. He made, Everybody. And uh, I posted on Facebook. And God damn it. You know another reason? You made me like Roger Goodell for a weekend. <laughs> because I thought Roger Goodell's response had something that we talk about on all podcasts that we do that has been gone for a while. Tacked and decorum. I thought Goodell had a pretty good response to it. You know, it could have been like, you know, Rodney Dangerfield and fuck me, Vonnegut, fuck you. Could have been that. No. (laughs) And and, and, and the, the other thing that rubbed me the wrong way about it, and I guess, I don't know, maybe it's just for some reason I'm still adjusting to how Trump talks, is this is... And, and this is the, I guess this is the punk rock part of me coming out. This is a government official trying to dictate to private organizations like who they should employ based on their beliefs. My only comp to that, Chris, is he's Donald Trump. But he's the president. He the, it doesn't matter. Wait, 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 he, wait. He was the owner 
of Trump organization, dude. As an employer himself, who better to tell somebody who, you know, keep them, don't keep them. But he's, he's not just Donald Trump anymore. He, he's yeah, not President he, he's, Donald Trump. Doesn't matter, dude. He built an empire on hiring dude, and firing. I understand that's, that's, that the office of the president shouldn't be saying shit like that. I totally get it. I agree to some extent. It's not he shouldn't. It's against federal law for any elected official to say anything like that. By right, he should be charged. No, and have had now, to, Rich, you're trying to stay true. Right he didn't call anybody a son of a bitch. He didn't tell any specific owner to fire any specific player. He said, don't you wish an owner would see somebody taking a knee and say, get that son of a bitch off my field. You're fired. You're fired. That's what he gets him in trouble him. right there is you're fired. He, he didn't tell any specific owner to fight. If he would have went to the owner of San Francisco 49ers and said, hey, fire Kaepernick, then you got a case about he's going to be, you know, interfering because he's the president. No, you're absolutely right. And I, I sorry, I know you're a big fan of him. I, I'm sorry, I'm not Dick Ryan, little Donnie. I, there's... There's no way he was smart enough to know that he fucking dodged that bullet. No, I, he did. That was that was right off the cuff. He wasn't even thinking about fucking federal laws. He probably didn't even know that law existed, and he just he 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 fucking bullet time matrix dodged that shit just out of <laughs> stupid dumb luck is what he did. <laughs> You're absolutely right, dude. And see, the the case in point, real quick. That's how that's how. Quick and easy. Someone who's constantly on the lookout for bullshit can get caught up in bullshit sometimes. And yeah, this here you go, here you go, folks. This is what adults do when they're having a discussion or a debate. You were right, Earl. I was wrong. Sorry. End of story. See, nobody had to throw rocks. Nobody had to call in Tifa or Nazis. Should I play like some soft piano music, <laughs> like the Brian song music? <laughs> I mean, you can sit here and call us a couple fags, but we're a couple fucking civilized fags, at least, instead of these fucking animals out here beating the shit out of each other and hitting each other with garbage dumpsters. Hey, man, you know what? I, 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 it's, it's not about being a fan of Trump. It's there's Two wrongs don't make a right. And that's all I want to say about it, because I've talked at nauseum when Kaepernick did it. I ain't going to say anything else that I haven't said before. Two wrongs don't make a fucking right. Okay, so say, minorities, I, minorities aren't being treated equal. I get you. The the police brutality on minorities, I get that too. But that doesn't give you the okay to go and violate somebody else's right to enjoy a football game. Two wrongs don't make it right. Just saying. At, that's it. At this point, I think you have to be pretty deluded to think that this is anything about what Kaepernick first took a knee about. Oh. This is a fucking fashion statement at this point. This is changing your profile pic to the flag colors of whatever fucking country just got bombed by terrorists yet again. This is thoughts and prayers. This is this is walking around with a fucking safety pin on sounding like Ralph Wiggum going, I'm helping. <laughs> okay? That's what this is. And it, here's the thing. Here's the bitch of it. The people who support what Kaepernick was doing, it's not good enough. It's not good enough that whole teams are fucking locking arms and kneeling and all this shit and not coming out of the locker room. It's not good enough. 
because it's never going to be good enough. That's the problem with perpetual warfare. Moreover, you always have to have an enemy. And this ship has sailed. Who doesn't, who does, that watches football right now in this country does not know about the issue Colin Kaepernick was, quote, trying to draw attention to and start a conversation about, unquote. Nobody. This is now grandstanding and virtue signaling. Remember in Super Troopers when he's like, he, he's pulled over. He can't pull over anymore. Pull over any further. <laughs> I virtue signal as much as I can. I can't virtue signal anymore. That's what this is. It's literally what this is. Because I'm going to tell you what. Not one of them motherfucking owners all right, would have fucking okayed any of that if when Trump said what he said on Friday night, they didn't go to their people and say, how does this skew if we don't say anything? And how does this skew if we come out against them? And they just pointed at Trump's fucking numbers and approval rating and said, there's your answer. And do you really want to be the group that, that, that sits silent? Because we know what they start calling those people. It, it's it's at this point, Rich, that I... Can I, I defend I them for, you, a bit, for a second? Actually, I'm going to defend them right now. They're, they're called NASCAR fans. Oops. Well, I was just going to say, he brought the fight to them to be to to stick up for the owners. Like that that is, oh, Sunday morning was awful. But hey, I got the dishes done. You know, <laughs> I, I scored some brownie points with the lady. You know, so I got to watch football all day. But I mean, Sunday morning was off. But the only one thing I did agree with Rich Eisen before they spent the first fucking half hour of game day on this was that. The, the he brought the fight to them, man. Like that's yeah, and unfortunately, that part of his fucking little 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 five minute whatever monologue will be lost in in the pages of history. And what everybody fucking latched onto was when he said, "No offensive speech should ever be tolerated." You're dead wrong, Rich Eisen. That's the exact type of speech that needs to be tolerated. Yeah. All right, fuck you for going on national television and basically advocating taking the right to speak out of our fucking mouths because someone might be offended. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they lost me. They pretty, it's probably about the point where they lost me on Sundays. Like, and hey, you got some dirty dishes in there. Maybe, maybe uh, it was, know, it was like in a half hour that the, the, the Ravens Jaguars kicks off. But okay, but what my point my point is about it not being good enough. Just real quick, I just want to say this real quick. Real point about it not being good enough for the people the people that are like we're trying to draw attention and raise awareness and start a conversation. They've done all that, but here now they're going. These owners are only out there because they're afraid if they don't, they're going to watch them bags of money go flying away. Of fucking course they are. They don't get out of bed, scratch their ass, make a phone call unless it's going to make them some fucking money, you stupid idiots. That's why they're billionaires who own fucking football franchises. Yeah, and you're not. What, what lost me is when everybody jumped on Cap's bandwagon. Well, it's, I told you, this made him a martyr. It did. It absolutely did. Everybody, when this first started, everybody was like, ooh, no, uh uh-uh. Even the Chiefs, the Chiefs organization posted out a memo that said anybody that does it is is fined and suspended. 
even they jumped on it and, and took part in, in kneeling and shit. Everybody, all the sportscasters, all the announcers, okay? Everybody jumped on it and said he's right and we're doing it and nobody's a son of a bitch. Everybody just gathered around what Kaepernick had started and said, here we go. When, as, when it first started and everybody was like, he's, he's, he's not a patriot, he's, you know, he should leave the country, he's an asshole, fire him. All of a sudden he can't get a job anywhere and everybody's like, yeah, we're going to keep our distance. You know, even Ray Lewis was like, we were going to hire you, but your girl. And then Trump said what he said and everybody was like, no, no, taking a knee is a good protest. He, he, we're allowed to take a knee in protest. We're not son of a bitches for protesting. You're son of a bitch for saying that we can't protest. It was, I was like out of my mind on Sunday. I'm like, you guys are fucking ignorant. I've had it up to here. I don't care if you agree or disagree, but stand by what you believe. Terry Bradshaw came on and said, look, I, I like Trump and... I personally would stand for the flag always and ever, and so did Howie Long. And he goes, I don't totally agree with what Trump said and how he said it, and I can respect that, but every fucking buddy else was all on that bandwagon. Neil, take a knee. Sit down. Don't come out. It's like, are you out of your fucking mind? Not even a year ago, you people were like, how bad is Kaepernick? And left this man out on a ledge and said, there, there's your disdain. Treat him with the, the disdain he deserves. And now that President Trump has said what he said, all of a sudden it's, oh, we got a rally and, and everybody, you know, s start protesting for the equality and we're not son of a bitches and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, you guys are fucking hypocrites, man. You two-faced bastards. And I didn't listen to a word any of them said the rest of the day. I had my TV on mute and watched the fucking game. You know, that, you know what? That, that's a point I don't think I've heard. I, it's such a muddled bullshit mess at this point. Now, Alejandro Villanueva, or whatever his, or Nueva, or whatever his name is, who is yeah, an Army Alejandro. Ranger... All right, who is an army ranger? He just stepped out of the tunnel, put his hand over his heart for the fucking national anthem. No one on his team attacked him in the press. No one in the press attacked him, yet he felt the need to hold a fucking press conference and say he apologized for doing it. Look, I think Tomlin might have said something about it. He did. Well, then I missed that. What did Tomlin say? I, I, I don't think he was a fan that he did that. Cause no, because the entire team was supposed to stay in the locker room. The Pittsburgh Steelers weren't going to take part in or out of this protest. Because, yeah, I remember him saying that they the reason they weren't coming out is because they wanted to do whatever they wanted to do, but they were going to do it as a team. Well, right. see, now, what I heard was that he said half, you know, just like any group, big group of people, I'm paraphrasing the fuck out of this, by the way. Like any group, big group of people, you're going to get diverse opinions, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. Since we couldn't come to an agreement, our choice was just to not make a choice, to just not go out there. Mm -hmm. That's all I heard him say on it. That's not an attack on that player. If, that's, if he said more than that, I haven't heard it. And if you guys are telling me he said more than that, I, I'll take your word for it. But... If that's all he said, I don't consider that an attack. That's just that's just a fucking leader going, look, we couldn't agree on it, and I'm not going to have half my team standing, half my team fucking kneeling, half my team picking their nose, half my team sitting on there. You know what? You get what I'm saying. 
And that's a lot of halves. But, you you know, percentage of my team doing this, percentage of my team doing that. But, guys, think about this. Oh, Earl, we've been duped, according to Snopes. Wow. It, it was... That, it, Kentu- that, that Kansas City Chiefs shit? No, Tomlin talking shit about Villanueva. There's some shit put out there by some right-wing websites. Shocking. Oh, damn it. Well, what I'm getting at is that the fact that he felt the need to go in there and apologize, all right? I Even people who I know who support people taking a knee, they're not offended by people that don't. I know they're out there. I'm just not rubbing elbows with them. I mean, if you, if you choose to stand, stand. Guys, I've been to enough fucking sporting events. Been to a lot of baseball games, all right? I've seen people pick their noses, pick their ass crack, sit, sleep, eat, drink, everything through the national anthem. Everything but stand up, all right? It's not that, this is nothing new. This isn't that big of a fucking deal. It's because players are doing it. I mean, it's, it's, and now if a player wants to stand up, he has to apologize. If a player kneels, he's demanded that he needs to apologize. Because he just insulted everybody going back to the beginning of the first fucking single-celled organism, apparently. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the society we're in now, too. What was it? The, just not on the topic of sports, but was it the guy that had to apologize? The, 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 what is it, the, stop the hammering! Like, that guy had to issue an apology for something that wasn't even aired on TV. It was a video leaked online. All right, here's the swipe that Tomlin took at him, okay? He said that, you know, Villanueva, you know, he's a... Uh, bronze star recipient and everything in the military okay mike tomlin said quote like i said i was looking for a hundred percent participation we were going to be respectful of our football team so he wanted his team to discuss the best outcome uh way to handle this and everybody was going to 100 percent agree so since going out to the field taking a need as a team or going out to the field standing arm in arm as a team whatever they couldn't agree on it. The team said, "100%, we were staying in. Nobody's coming out for the anthem, and and that's it." Tomlin wanted his team focused on the football game, not on Trump's comments, not on the p- playing of the national anthem. Uh, Villanueva went out by himself, away from the team, did what he had to do, and. Tomlin saw that as not being 100% of the team's participation. But if you read, I'll send you the Snopes. He never personally attacks him. You can't, can you? Not in today's world. You can't say, this guy didn't do it. But when you say, I want 100% participation, and you you see one guy. Hey, you sure you want to fucking make that statement? Because I know the owner of the fucking Carolina Panthers fucking... he disagreed real strong with you about what you can and can't say because apparently there's a fucking rule from the, from the top on down. You will not be fucking kneeling and be on my team. Now, I don't know if it's not getting huge media coverage because it's a bullshit story. It's so fucking, just, just an aside real quick, it's really sad we got to sit here and try to second guess so-called professionals who are reporting on this shit. But that's beside the point. I don't know if it's not being covered as, as much as it should because it's a bullshit shit story or because nothing's happened yet and they're seeing if something's going to change between now and Sunday. But I can guarantee you this, if that owner did say that and there's a player or players on that team who fucking take a knee during the national anthem on Sunday, 
and he follows through with his threat and says, you're no longer on my team, we're going to be sitting here in a world of shit even deeper than we are now next week at the same time. Because what happens if it's Cam? What happens What happens if it's, it's one of their fucking best players, one of their most high-profile players? And the owner goes, what did I say? I'm not the one to test. You're, you're out of here. You're done. Enjoy free agency. I mean, that's going to start a shit storm that we... I, this is what bothers me the most on all this. It's going to start a shit storm and just give people who hate this sport even more ammo. Because it's all they're doing, guys. It's all these... The people who hate this sport are circling the wagons waiting for someone to fuck up. And then they're gonna they're gonna do like you like anybody who's ever hunted or watched animals hunt in a pack. They're gonna isolate the weakest person who fucked up and they're gonna rip them apart. Right? That's how packs hunt. These these people have a pack mentality. They're literally hundred what hundred hundred fifty years removed from riding horseback, carrying torches and pitchforks, talking about hang them high. I mean, you really think this was a hundred hundred fifty years ago that someone wouldn't be dead behind this situation? At this point, I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. It's nonsense, man. Well, I totally agree, Rich. But in the case of Villanova, um, also, and I, I read what you posted, Chris, and I'm reading this article from Fox News, and it says, from linebacker James Harrison, we thought we were all in attention with the same agreement. Obviously, um, but uh, obviously, I guess we weren't. So that's why Villanova came out and thought he had to apologize because the team, as a hundred percent, said nobody's going out, nobody's doing nothing, nobody's standing, placing the hands over the heart, nobody's kneeling, black power fist, nothing. We're just staying in. We're going to focus on the game. Fuck everything else. Yeah, but then Chris said we're not. We're not uh, politicians. We're football players. But then, uh, but then their their offensive tackle Chris Hubbard said, everyone in the locker room accepted that Villanueva would be exempt from the team's decision. He said Al was cool with it, with whatever we went through. He was on board. That's Al, man. He's a good guy. That's a direct quote from Hubbard. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I, I understand where Tomlin's coming from because Tomlin put it to his team. Fifty-three guys. Do we? What, what are we doing? And. This, this group wants to kneel. This group wants to sit. This group wants to stand. This group wants to lock arms. If we all can't agree, then we're not going out there. First of all, players weren't out there for the fucking national anthem unless they chose to be before 2009 anyways. It wasn't something that, it, that had to be done. It was something that was usually done because players wanted to be out there. Right, Rich, but your question is why did he come out and apologize for doing so? Well, because as a team, they voted stay inside, think about football, don't do anything. Villanova said, well, I can't do that. I have to go pay my respect. And that made him an individual. That's not 100% of the team at that point. And that's the only reason I think he needs to apologize. I don't think he needs to apologize for going out there and standing. He needs to apologize to his team because he let his ideals get in the way of the team. Exactly. Now, here's here's the thing. I'm not in that locker room. I don't know this guy. All right? But if if I'm... on a team with him and I'm playing a sport with him and he's a 100% team guy and this is the one time the outlier that, that he goes and does something like this because he feels that strongly because he served and, and that's his reason served. he was a bronze star recipient yes bye okay. Al I'll see you then when you get back go ahead dude go out there and do your thing as long as you got my back when the fucking whistle blows and we're between those lines I don't really give a shit 
But then again, dude, you're talking to someone who really doesn't give a shit about any of this anyways. You want to kneel? Kneel. At this point, just don't expect me to fucking give you any credit for it. I mean, at this point, all this kneeling is just like a couple weeks ago or a month, a month ago, whatever it was, in Charlottesville. Nazis are bad. And then people would stand there with a smug look on their face waiting to get you know patted on the back and applauded. For what? Saying something we all know? <laughs> Nazis have been bad since the 1930s. Where the fuck have you been? Exactly. What? What? Do you want a cookie? What Chris Rock say? He goes, I can't stand motherfuckers. Like I take care of my kids. You're Motherfucker, st- you supposed to? Yeah. I ain't never been to jail. Motherfucker, you ain't supposed to go to jail. <laughs> well, why are you always wanting credit for shit you supposed to do? So I mean, that's how I feel about the shit. It, to, to, I think what's the most amusing in all this is this is. This is a microcosm of identity politics, PC culture run amok, and the SJW mindset. Now that everybody's fucking on board, the original reason it started is completely lost in the fucking in the white noise. This is a fashion statement. I guarantee you, you can go online, and there's screen printing shops, and some podunk fucking pimple on the cock of the fucking U.S printing out shirts talking about bend the knee and and guess what ain't none of that money going to black lives matter ain't none of that money going to help anyone's neighborhood it's going right in the pocket of the motherfucking owner of the fucking screen printing shop and if you want to know how i know shit like that i used to work at one if you ever see the cry you ever see the crying fucking penguin with an 87 on him and it says cry baby crosby that's the screen printing shop i worked at Sidney Crosby, the NHL, the Penguins didn't get one red cent of any of that fucking money that was made off those shirts. And it all went to the guy who came up with the idea. You know, Mandy brought an interesting perspective to this. Because she gives zero shits about sports. She said, is this all about a song before a sports game? Exactly. And that some people will, it'll make some people feel good if some people stand up for it and some people don't. Can we worry about things that actually affect, you know, like public policy and legislation? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. Don't disrespect my flag. That's what I want to worry about. That's the, uh, okay. Okay, everybody stands up, or was it fixed? I'll fuck it with you, dude. What was it, was it change? It. All right. Nothing. Not a thing. Hey, you. you I mean, it, that was brought up by uh, shit. I forget his name. It was a comedian. He was just brought up the other day. He said. Uh, all right, so I guess police are brutalizing black people. I guess black people aren't receiving longer sentences for the same crimes committed by white people. I guess the drug war is over with. I guess income inequality is over with. I guess shitty schools in the hood is is has been solved. Obviously, right? Boston ended racism. Yeah, I mean they're tearing down statues of people that have been dead for fucking, you know, over a hundred years. They're taking knees during the national anthem. And they're making an entire city apologize for one guy fucking hurling a racial epithet at a player at a fucking Red Sox game. Well, I mean, add to the fact that, you know, we had a black president for eight years. That's it. Racism's over, right? Man, nope. A bunch of white people feel good about themselves. Racism's over. See, this is... I agree I agree with, I agree with Mandy. And I've said this before. I've, I say it on, on Regimented all the time to the point where I'm sick of fucking saying it. But apparently it needs to be said multiple times because no one's getting it through their fucking thick goddamn skull. All your bullshit posturing is just that, posturing. It doesn't get anything done. It makes you feel good. 
This You are not doing what you're doing for altruistic reasons. This is not a selfless act. This is now an act of look at me. Look what I'm doing. All right. It stopped being a subversive act when owners are out there fucking locking arms with the players taking knees. Period. It's no longer it's no longer edgy, guys. The hipsters long jumped off this ship. Yeah. Okay. So last year. I mean, I, I, I don't know any other way to put it. It's all bullshit nonsense. It doesn't solve anything. Nothing is solved. You know what? How about why can't all these fucking why can't Colin Kaepernick if he's so worried about people of color and them being shit upon? Why why isn't he doing something with all his free time and all these players and all this good equity he has built up with these players in the NFL <coughs> to go to Flint, Michigan? Four years after their water was fucking found to be filled with enough lead to fucking kill a goddamn fucking to, to kill Superman, what? Why the fuck ain't he out there fucking making sure that that situation is being taken care of? Because that's also so last year. Is it is it is it that or is it because it's just easier to 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 bend a knee and act like you did something? I, I, I mean, yeah. I've defended Colin Kaepernick. He's donated. He's put his money where his mouth is. He's donated to, to, to different programs in the in the Bay Area. He's donated to to, to you know, we we, we kind of goofed on him about the suit thing, but it made sense when I actually read the reason why he gave a lot of his old suits to the charity he did because a lot of people who are fucking poor don't have good dress clothes to go into a job interview. And hey, fuck it, if you can go get a goddamn custom made Italian suit for free, walk in looking like you know pimp daddy deluxe and get the job why the fuck wouldn't you do that i mean is this something really to be goofed for him to be goofed on about i don't think so i mean but I, you know so yeah he, but now what, what where's all this goodwill going because guys by the time the super bowl rolls around this is gonna all be an afterthought i almost feel like this is on purpose to saturate the the, the news cycle with this story to the point where the the entire u.s goes we just don't care anymore. Just whatever. Kneel, jerk off, stuff a butt plug up your ass, whatever the fuck you want to do. Just play the fucking game when it's done and over with. It's pretty much where I was at on Sunday. Like I just want to watch fucking football. For the love of God, we have to have politics in everything. Yeah, I, we do. Yeah, I, it's like I said. It feels like I turned on CNN and it's ESPN watching Monday Night Football. Stop it. Had a nice rating surge, though, for Monday Night Football, from what I read. Well, you know, here's the thing that I want to say. Dallas Cowboys did something that made, I mean, did it make it better? Did it make it worse? They all locked arms. They all took a knee before the national anthem ever played, began to be played. You took a knee for inequality. You stood up for the protest. But you also didn't infringe upon the people's rights to watch their game and, and not be offended. By their own beliefs. Oh, that crowd was pissed, though, when they knelt. You heard all the boos? I did. I did. And But to me, it, and it's, you know, I, I guess I, I'm the Trump supporter of the group. I'm not. I am, but I'm not at the same time. It's It made sense to me the way Dallas handled that. You do your protest. You acknowledge what you're trying to get across, your point. 
but you do it in a way you're not doing it in the two wrong makes the right scenario. You don't infringe upon the people's rights to not be offended by your actions as your protest. I still don't get what's so offensive about kneeling. Because sitting, been, sitting could, I mean, just let's, most of the people that want you to stand for the anthem love religion, right? More than likely, yes. I'll get out the broad brush for that because fuck it. We're, 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 we're not beholden to anybody. In religion, two signs of reverence are kneeling and standing. I understand, Chris, but hang on. When it comes to the flag and the national anthem, okay, it's not, we're not looking, people like me, all right, I'm not talking for everybody, but people such as myself, we're not looking at the fact that they're disrespecting the country, they're disrespecting the flag, they're disrespecting the anthem. We're not. They're disrespecting the people that died for that. But those people so, died so they can have the option. That doesn't make it right. we have to start chasing right. our that, tail on this That goes again? back to the question, Chris. That goes back to the question. Just because you can, should you? Okay? That's the point. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. They're those, not just kneel and sit for the people died because we different. can. So we can. I understand. So we have that but option. That, but that beckons the question, then should you? Absolutely not. If it's something that you have principles for? That you strongly believe in, you're allowed to. But you're you're not kneeling against the anthem and the flag. You're kneeling for the people that died. Okay, died. They're not here anymore. That gave you the right to do whatever it is you're going to do or not do. Okay, that's what people are looking at. People like me. Other people are like fucking America. Fuck yeah! Don't disrespect America. Those people. Fuck off. What I'm talking about is the soldiers that gave their life and limb so that we could sit here and have this debate about people kneeling for the flag. Those people. I will I, never. Because, and I do it because of my own self-worth. Um, I, 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 I was in ROTC in high school. Okay? It was a junior ROTC program that prepared people to be better Americans and, if you wanted to, go into the military. Here's the thing. And flat out, I've, I've never said this to anybody else but my wife. I didn't have the balls to go to the military. I could have. I was in shape enough. I was big enough. I could have done it. Ran in there with all types of guns and grenades and shit. I never had the balls because I was scared of getting shot and killed. Okay. Now, I've had friends and family members that did go and get shot, killed, maimed, dismembered. Okay. Now, because of that, I will always honor that flag and that anthem because for me, that flag and that anthem doesn't just stand for my rights and freedoms and country and all that good shit. It stands for all my buddies that I can no longer talk to, all my relatives that I can't see anymore because they laid their ultimate sacrifice and paid their price with their life for that flag and anthem to be played at games, events. So I won't ever, I don't care if you think it's because white privilege or whatever is being attacked i will never ever disrespect that flag and that anthem for that reason that's fine that's your decision okay we're not a collective we're not the fucking borg dude one person what you choose to do is your right you're an individual all right look there's I ever, right to I, is your right to, to to say what you just said have i ever sat for the national anthem not that i can think of all right. To be completely honest with you, 
I've been to games with people where if I'm wearing a hat, I take it off, I put it over my heart, and they play the national anthem. And when it gets done, I've had friends look at me and go, what the fuck was the thing with the hat? I said, I, to be honest with you, man, I don't know. I know somewhere down the line, someone in my family told me that's what you're supposed to do if you're wearing a hat. And the national anthem's played. Unless you're, unless you're in a military uniform, then you salute the flag. All right? That's, I, I don't really know why I did it. I just, that's what I was taught to do, all right? I don't have the connection between that song and that piece of cloth and the people that died that you do. You draw a connection there that I don't. Great, but it's not just me, Rich. I don't care how many people you got in your corner. Then you guys stand for the national anthem. You guys never disrespect the flag. That's fine, all right? But for you to go, it's wrong for someone else to do it, no. This is not an objective situation. This is a person-to-person subjective issue. That's the problem, is that both sides, the people who are on the far right, who everybody should stand, everybody should look like fucking robots when that song plays, and everybody on the left who says, wipe your ass with the flag, do a two-step on it, burn the motherfucker, Everybody, those are extremes. They want everyone to do what they do. The majority of people in the middle understand we're all individuals. Different things mean different, different symbols and songs and movies and whatever mean different things to different people. You can listen to a song that completely devastates you, reduces you to a puddle of fucking mist. And I can listen to it and roll my eyes and go, that's the most saccharine piece of shit pop I've ever heard in my life, and it's garbage, right? It's all interpretation. The difference is, I don't walk around telling people who want to fucking kneel or who want to stand, they're wrong. They're not. That's their right. That's their choice. See, this is what I'm talking about. People like you, Earl... It completely went over your fucking head what he was doing. You don't give a shit no. about Black Lives Matter. You don't no. give a shit about cops beating black people. You You're care wrong. more about goddamn fucking football player kneeling because I got buddies who were shot in the military. So the fucking I, dude. We know a lot of the same fucking people. Whole family served in the military. Had a grandfather, served one tour in World War II, got out, and then joined voluntarily and served another tour. No, 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 Rich. I very much care about Black Lives Matter. I do. Because I feel that they have a point. I absolutely do. But here's my point to that. And it's going to stay that way. Two wrongs don't make a right, bro. I understand. Show me in a law book, federal or state, where it is against the law to kneel during the national anthem. That is a crime punishable by either imprisonment or fine. There isn't one, Rich. Then you're talking about a moral decision. You're talking about a subjective decision people make. And and you're trying to apply black and white objective parameters to it. You can't do it. What's right for you is not right for me. Look, you, let's say you get married. Well, you are married. You'll say you're, okay, you're married. You and your wife are consenting adults. And y'all want to fucking, like, join a fucking nudist colony or some shit. Everybody just walks around butt booty naked all day. All right? 
As long as there's a bunch of consenting adults that are there with you and everybody's cool with it, that's fine. But I know a lot of Christians that would say that's wrong. Now, are you going to completely change your life and, and what you want to do, you and your wife, based on someone else going, that's wrong? That's wrong for them. If you don't want to go to a nude, nudist colony, don't go. Right, but I'm also not going to be nude in front of their children, bro. All right. Well, it, it, dude, stra- I, I, are we off to see the wizard? Because there's just straw men all over the place. What the fuck does children have to do with what I'm talking about? Nothing, dude. You're asking me if I'm going to change my life. Absolutely not. But I will respect their rights, them and their family, children or whatever, to not see me nude. Let me ask you a question. People don't have a right to not see things that offend them. And that's something that's lost in this country. The fact that you have no right to, to, to be completely free of offense from your first breath to your last. People think they do. They don't. I see shit that offends me every day, dude. You know what I do? I don't partake in it, and I move on with my life. I mean, dude... 21 years ago, you had a fucking Muslim basketball player who refused to fucking stand and face the flag for the national anthem because it was against his religion. It was a blip on the radar for a few days. The usual fucking idiots on both sides come out, and then it just went away. Right? This is nothing new, man. This is just the new hotness to shove down our throat. So we sit here and argue about this nonsense that the right hand is pulling the strings with. That way we don't notice what the left hand is doing behind its fucking back. I mean, it is in the grand scheme of things, what does this matter? Does this desecrate the graves of soldiers? Does it go kick over their fucking gravestones? Does it dig their bodies up and throw them to the, a group of homosexual necrophiliacs to butt fuck to oblivion? No. Nope. Does it raise them up and put them at, at, at God's side? No. It's nonsense over nonsense. Sports is entertainment. Sport, actually, let me stop lying. Sports is a business first. It's a competition second. It's entertainment for the rest of us. Owners and players, business, and then a competition. Rest of us, for the most part, entertainment. And yeah, a lot of great things come from sports. Guys, prepare yourselves. If you live the next to 25 years from now, you're going to be reading about Colin Kaepernick, and they're going to write about him in the same tones they write about Muhammad Ali these days. Mark my words. That's just how, for whatever reason, it's ingrained in American culture to where we define ourselves partially by the sports we watch. Everybody can tell you where they were when a certain thing happened. If you were 20 years old when the U.S. hockey team won against Russia, you know where you were. You know where you were when, when Gibby hit that home run in 88 in game one against the A's. You know where fucking you were when McGuire hit that home run to break the single season record, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Cubs won the World Series last year. Sure, that's probably the most recent one. Exactly. I mean, I, it's emotional, and this is an emotional issue, but that's what this issue is dealing with, emotions. It's not dealing with facts. It's dealing with emotions. And we're so fucking caught up in our goddamn feelings anymore that we just ignore fucking the reality of situations. God, I hate talking to Rich about this shit. He always <laughs> makes points that you just can't debate. I mean, dude, right. I, no, you're I'll right. Jump, you're I'll jump on, I'm serious. I'll, you're I'll, right. jump on your, I'll jump on your side on this, and I've said this before on other shows, and I mean this. And I know that none of these players will ever hear this, what I'm about to say, but that's fine. But on the off chance they do, I hope they fucking think about it instead of just pull a Gerald fucking McCoy and go, well, you know where I'm at, number one Bucks place, come get some, because fucking a fan dared to criticize him. 
I hope they actually take it to heart. If you want to do something, put your money where your mouth is. Stop with the fucking fashion statement by kneeling and, and, and locking hands and go out into the communities and go out to the people who are fucking living and scraping by and do something to make their lives better. Get them out of the situation to where they're in a neighborhood, to where the cops, it's such a war zone. The cops look at it like they're an occupying force and that they're our own citizens are their enemy. There's an old Ice-T song called Escape from the Killing Fields. In it, he talked about make your money, get a career, get a nice life, and get the fuck out of the ghetto. Let, let the grass grow over the fucking the, the projects. Fuck it. Let tumbleweeds roll down the street. If you're an athlete and you're that worried about social issues, this kneeling, it's done, it's over with, guys. You've got your, we're all talking about the, we're all talking about it one way or the other. There's no more detention that needs to be drawn to it. There's no more discussion that needs to be started. Jerry goddamn Jones took a knee. It's over. I will say this. In the middle of the fucking field. I'll say this about Uncle Jerry. That is a wily old cocksucker right there. Yeah, that, That that mother, that motherfucker got his cake and ate it too by kneeling before the anthem, but then standing with their arms interlocked during the anthem. He played both sides of the fence on that one, and he did it expertly. That's why he's a billionaire. Exactly. That motherfucker. That's why he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I mean, that's that's some that's some. I'm gonna straddle the fence so hard, my balls are fucking, you know, on separate sides of the fence. Ball, yeah, I got a ball on each side. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think that showed his players that he's on their side, because black quarterback, one of the only ones in the league at the moment, uh, it, you know, and Zeke Elliott. It, it just it, it showed solidarity with his players, and then yeah, and then he played to the Dallas audience of America. I mean, look, I, I had a buddy who's he's 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 really hot about this issue because he keeps getting he's a, he's a black guy. Every time he posts on social media, he gets he gets I won't say attacked, but I'll say he gets blindsided by some opinions from people he's known for a long time, and. Just to be brutally honest, there's some language that comes out of their fucking, out of their typewriter and, and and gets posted on his fucking post that I'm like, whoa, that's how you really feel. I mean, and he takes exception to it, and I posted a long post, one of my patented rants, and I just you know I just highlighted it, I hit delete, and I said, look, man, I posted it all out. I was gonna, it's just gonna start more shit. At this point. There's, is there really any point in arguing over it? Like, here's the bitch of it. Here's how... You, you want to know how I feel about America? I'm like a parent, and America's my kid. I see all the potential in the world, but then I got the most self-destructive kid in the world who shoots himself in the foot constantly. I don't even get angry about it anymore. I just shake my head and go, I'm just so disappointed in you. Yeah. You're so much better than this. You're, you're capable of so much more. And you just constantly shoot yourself in the foot. It's pretty. It's pretty apt. It's kind of where I've been at for the last few years. Well, fuck it. I tried. You're just, I mean, I just. You're just gonna keep eating glue, and fucking the dog. I mean, I just feel that we need to move on from this issue, and we need to move on. Now, I'm not just talking about in the show. I'm talking about the players, and take it to the next level. This level, the, the groundwork has been laid, and there's blacktop on it, and they've painted the lines in the fucking, on the blacktop. There, there, there's handicapped fucking spots on this blacktop. There, there is nothing more to fucking do, guys. Speed bumps everything. 
Everything's in this motherfucker. The man said, fuck the blacktop and threw down cement. I mean, it, it, you got if, if you get the parking lot done, why don't you start working on the building that the parking lot's supposed to be there for? Yeah, I agree with that cat. Baby, shut up. <laughs> She's like right over my shoulder. You got like a cat proselytizing in the back, like, preach! The cat's like, fuck yeah! That, that brother preaching! <laughs> and for the record, I know I've come out awfully pro Neil. I do think that you should stay. But that's just me. But I'm not going to crucify you for it. I, I guess, uh, when I was talking to Mandy about it on Sunday, my, uh, I guess my sense of you should be able to exercise your opinion freely as long as you ain't hurt nobody outweighs my you should stand up yeah but what did you just say chris exercise your opinion freely without hurting anybody else how are you hurting someone by kneeling if your feelings feeling your feelings getting hurt doesn't i just count went as on being a 10 minute rant your feelings being hurt doesn't count as being hurt i know that's a bad i know that's not a popular sentence to say in the last few years but your feelings being hurt doesn't actually mean somebody got hurt. Hey, don't make me start talking about all the fist fights that break out over this. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, you can't go to the hospital and fill out, my feelings got hurt. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will forever trigger me. <laughs> <laughs> Sticks and stones the... may break my bones, but kneeling on the flag's getting me shot. We are the United States of Butthurt. Good God. We have become the biggest collection of babies. Oh. Well, let's, speaking of babies, let's, let's move on to an, another sport just briefly. And then, then we got to get into this weekend in football. Oh this was a fucking clusterfuck. This, I don't know. I don't know whose feet to lay this at, but we'll get to it. Uh, so, speaking of babies, as in actual, young players. Actually. Um, to, to go from that to the NBA, uh, what about LeBron James? Well, you would be the worst person to be in an improv, improv troupe with, Earl. <laughs> what the fuck? Rich was leading us down the road, man. I know, but I, I wanted to take a different entrance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wasn't even going to talk about the NBA. I was going to talk about the rookie home run record being set. Babies, young guys. Oh. See, that, that was her. Yeah, don't. Uh, go ahead. I mean, no, you already fucking, the, no, Rich has been doing this podcast for thing for a while. Fuck. No, I'll I'll shut mean, up. I'll no, shut no, up. no, no, no. Iceman, I'll kneel. I'll kneel. <laughs> Iceman, we understand that, that that you don't take no for an answer. So you got our panties I'll off. Deal. Finish the job. <laughs> no, I'm dealing. It's just like Jesus. You know what? If it'll get you away from me, just fuck me and leave. That's how no. I feel right now. Just fuck you, us and leave. You don't understand. It gives me a chance just to get talk. it over with. It gives me a chance to talk about LeBron. Oh, there we wait, wait. Uh, uh, September twenty sixth. Season hasn't even started yet. Season yeah, but he called the president a bum. He's allowed to. Okay. I think, it's, I think it's dumb. I, I think personally, my whole take on it is LeBron, no one's really giving a shit about your political opinions. I guess it, all, it reeks of stay in your lane, but I'm not going to LeBron James for it's he's allowed to. Hey, when your own teammate says, I can't play with this man, that says a lot. Got traded for someone who can't even play till January. Because <laughs> his hips broke. <laughs> but yeah, it's on the market September 26th. Earl's first shots fired at LeBron James for the 2017-2018 season. 
I had to. I, just, I had to. I'm just with him. I'm just kind of meh on it. Again, I'm kind of with Rich on this, like hating on Trump's becoming like a fashion statement. <laughs> like you said, though, Steph Curry smooth. <laughs> dude, that's what he does. Like Steph Curry, oh, but he was so smooth, dude. Seriously, out of all this bullshit, the kneeling, the, I, the comments and everything, Steph Curry, young little bastard, just came out all kinds of smooth. Well, listen, I'm telling think about you, Mach, it. 3, Mach 3 couldn't get you that fucking smooth, man. I'm telling you. He wasn't a dick about it. That's why. Like most of these people, Trump included, everyone just comes from these extreme personalities. Like, you know, I'm either a super pushover or I'm a super dick. And uh, I don't, like I said, Curry seems Rich, very measured and intelligent about it. Rich, did you hear his comments? Uh, refresh my memory. Uh, Steph Curry came out and said, "I'm not going to the the White House." And then he got you know rescinded the invite and everything. And Steph Curry came out and said, "You know, I don't know why Trump is attacking certain players the way he does. I have a good idea, but I don't know for sure." And uh, I just don't feel like I wanted to go and be around that. Smooth. Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, that's obviously a guy who paid attention in uh, speech class. Because mm. he just said a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. That is the definition of the James Brown song, talking loud ain't saying nothing. There's an art to talking and not saying anything. Yeah. Polit- politicians and sports people tend to be the best at it. Podcasters. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> we get better as we go along. All right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I did hear about that. I mean, the 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 the, the White House trip that that has really piqued my interest is the one that's attached to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh oh. Because You're it's a classic case of there's people in the they're going. First of all, I don't know if the whole team's going, but they are going. Um. And apparently from the organization, a statement was released or, or leaked. I'm not sure. But it basically was, it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It's an honor to be invited to the White House. That's why the people who are going are going. Now, here's where we fall into modern times. This is a classic trap for that entire team. And it, I have no love for the, that organization, no love for Sidney Crosby, none of them. But it is a can't-win situation. It is a Kobayashi Maru situation if there ever was one. If they go, it's a trap. there's going to be people who say, see, they support Trump, they support racism, sexism, homophobia, xenophobia, they kick kittens, they stab puppies in the face with pencils, all this good shit. If they don't go, they're un-American, even though most of them are Canadian, and, you know, they're horrible and blah, 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 (laughs) and all this. You cannot win. This is the game that's been set up now in modern America. Now, see, I was watching First Take on Monday, Monday morning, because I knew Stephen A. was going to give me one. Trust me, he did not disappoint. I thought you quit. I thought you quit him. Oh, but I had to after this week. (laughs) After this week, I had to because I knew I was going to get one. And I was not disappointed by any stretch of anybody's imagination. That being said, here um, Bob Lee was on that show. And I like how he put it with the Warriors, the Penguins, and everybody else. It is an honor 
to be invited to the White House. It doesn't matter who the sitting president is. To be invited to the White House, to do that whole thing, um, is it to see the history of the White House and everything in it, it all, the whole thing is just an awesome experience that you never want to miss. Okay, number one. He said, number two, if you happen to disagree with the president at the time, whoever it may be, at this point it's Trump and it's what he's saying, do this. Go there, shake his hand, and get in his ear and say, hey, I want to talk to you about some of this. And have a sit down with him because you get to sit down with him and talk to him every, you know, for a little bit. And have that conversation and say, here's what people are thinking and saying. And try to have him understand your point and you understand his point and go that route. <laughs> and now, I respect the hell out of Bob Lee. I don't know about you guys. He does outside the lines and everything else. It's a great reporter. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Boomer. Um, but, you know, Stephen A. says, I ain't going to shake Trump's hand no matter where he's at. He could be in the White House, the Poor House, the Black House. I don't care. I ain't never shaking that man's hand. It's like, you stupid bastard. You just totally missed everything he was talking about. But he makes a great point. It, for I don't care if you're a minority or white or whatever you are. Being invited to that house is absolutely an honor for any, pers any person at all, ever. And to do that and go visit there and get all of that history and, and, and feel what it's like to be in there, you should never miss that opportunity, no matter who's president. I agree. I've, oh, my God. Earl, this is one, I'm kind of with you on this. I, I don't give a fuck who the president is. How does me telling you, hey, fuck off from you inviting me over your house and giving me a bunch of free shit, telling you, know, telling you to fuck off? I'm fucking myself out of free shit. I don't Man, know. I'll... All I know is if I ever get invited to the White House, I'm going to drink maybe about 15 Dr. Peppers. Well, I don't give a shit who the president is. It's not a tacit endorsement. You view politically. I'm not going on CNN and saying I agree with this man's policies. It's the fucking White House because they would be cool. They'd jerk off in the Lincoln bedroom. I don't fucking know. You know, to go take a shit in the White House. Come on, dude. Dude, I, I just, I want to go to the White House so much that I'm just like Forrest Gump when he's telling the story. He's like, so I got invited to the White House again. <laughs> so you just brag about it. I went again. <laughs> I want to see the spot where footnote 220 occurred. Can you take me there? Hey, I, <laughs> where did the cigar go into her anus? <laughs> Which side of the desk was she bent over? Come here. Show me. That must that must have been a tightly rolled cigar, man. Where's where's Kennedy's sex tunnels? That's what yeah, I, I know, know, right? What um, bedroom was Frank Sinatra nailing Nancy Reagan in? And did Milton Burl did Milton Burl fucking go ahead and the Eiffel Tower that bitch in that bedroom? Yeah. Oh, Don Trump's here. Oh, hey, how you doing, Don? Great. Thanks for the food and the tour. I'm out. Like, no, you threw no. the best parties, Don. Look, maybe it's maybe it's because maybe it's because I have so many people in my family that served in the military, but I was always raised that until someone puts their hands on you or breaks the law in regards to you, you respect the rank, not necessarily the person wearing the rank. All right, and to me. If I was on a if I was on a hockey team that won the cup and they said come to the White House, 
I would go. And I would do just like Trump did when certain politicians extended their hand to him. And I'd look him dead in the eye and turn away from him. And he could fucking shake the crack of my ass because that's all he's getting. Yeah. I don't have to go and fucking, you know, lay myself down at his feet. Like he's God Emperor of the United States. Do you remember when the Patriots went to the White House? And Gronk went in and interrupted the press secretary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, that's the type of shit you get to do there. Hey, spicy! I heard there was beers and bitches in here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my bad. This is this is a bunch of stuffed shirts. These are people to ask me questions after the game and keep me from drinking right when I get off the field. Shit. Yeah, if it's for these motherfuckers, I could be drinking in the locker room. He literally looked tanked. Looked at Spicer and was like, oh, yeah, it looks like you got this pretty much handled. I guess I'm not needed. And <laughs> close the door. I'm like, Gronk, seriously. Dude, there's a long history of presidents being completely clueless when athletes show up at the White House. The most infamous one in this Detroit sports history is Bill, Bill Clinton. And I'd like to extend my congratulations to the Detroit Red Wings and their long-serving captain, Steve Yazierman. Yep. Steve Yazierman. <laughs> and poor Stevie Y is sitting next to him, like, and he's just way too nice of a guy to correct him. That's what I just wish Probert was still on Team Ben Lake. Hey, Billy Jeff, it's fucking Yzerman, dipshit. You know? <laughs> Don't make me come over there. <laughs> Stanley Cup Championship, and they were reunited with their fallen teammate, Vladimir Konstantinov. It's significant that he... Nobody cares. Is this clip really on there without that? Oh, my God. Yesterday... Hold on. I've brought this up before. I know it's there. It's right at the end. It's like the number one, like, sports blooper of all time or some shit like that. Uh, There we go. ...to honor Stanley Cup champion. And you are? Mario Lemieux. Team captain... Steve Azerman and uh, all the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Steve Azerman. Steve Azerman. <laughs> I don't think hockey made it down to Arkansas. It, Steve Azerman's from Canada, right? Oh, yeah, big time. What? Right. Are you serious? That's why he was so nice about it. He just couldn't bring himself to be an ass. It, it, have you ever met a Canadian that could be an ass? Yeah, yeah. Get him, I play pickup hockey with a lot of them. Get, get them loaded. Well, no, 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 no. Sober, <laughs> sober Canadian. <laughs> because Stevie Y just had, to, you know, he had to be thinking in himself right then and there. Ah, you stupid yeah. fucking heck, eh? That's all right. <laughs> so the Penguins are going to the White House. Golden State not going to the White House. <laughs> Uh, there, there, actually, all this stuff's kind of buried a couple of huge things that went down with the basketballs. Uh, what was it? Saturday, Carmelo Anthony shipping out Sing- to OKC for a bag of basketballs, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I play fantasy basketball, have two titles. Uh, you know, I know who the guys are, but I mean, they're... It's, the, the equivalent to they, you know, a couple bags of basketballs, really. Just a couple supporting guys. I, th- I think it's just guys to put, uh, they're going to build it around, uh, what's his name, Perzingis now in New York, probably. Yep, that's their new pony. Yeah, so Mello going to, oh, so it's going to be Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. <sighs> this. 
whole thing filled me with meh. Yeah, not not so much me. I was kind of celebrating this because this again is all geared around trying to stop Golden State. Yeah, I was talking with a gentleman at work today, though. Uh, just he brought up a great point. Like George and Mello love to have the basketball. So does Westbrook. Westbrook doesn't pass. These, this this may not turn out. No, no. No, Westbrook passes. Westbrook didn't have anybody to pass to, bro. Because you, you got to re- think back. Okay, Kevin Durant was there for 10 years. And, and Kevin Durant did get his, his points. Okay, when he left, there was nobody else to pass to. You, you had Russell Westbrook, and then you had... Okay, there you go. That's my point. No, but, I'm saying, but wasn't there uh, chatterings going on back uh, after he... Oh, went to the Lakers about, you know, the last few years. It was kind of like the Russell Westbrook show. Ever since he had come on, it, it was kind of hard to deal with that. I could be wrong. Uh, no. Uh, Durant left for a reason, bro. <laughs> well, yeah. To, to get a ring. But Well, there you go. Just, I don't, I don't see this, you know, the, the word super team has been, thro- you know, it's the, it's the buzzword of the last couple of years in the NBA, you know. I, 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 I could see this becoming... Mm. Uh, it, it it's definitely it, it, if anything it's a North Korea to the United States type worry. Uh, no, because last year when Durant jumped to the Warriors, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, it's over. Like this, everybody knew it was over. This bro. one, not this. Like I said, this one is just because. Eh. All right, then. This then is twenty. Let me ask you this: It's twenty seventeen, Carmelo Anthony. This ain't two thousand seven, okay. Carmelo Anthony. What about the original superpowers getting back together in Cleveland? Yeah, well, that, that, okay, for starters, we learned our lesson. The last word of that headline, I believe, says rumored. But, yeah, supposedly Dwayne Wade, has it, has it been confirmed since we've been talking? I've kept my it phone has been. covered up. Yes, uh, well, on the four-letter network, it's on the bottom line that he is due to sign Wednesday. All right. Tomorrow. So, yeah, Dwayne Wade. Go, But, again... Broken down Dwayne Wade. Broken Old as hell. Old as hell. Haven't played a full season in, like, was it two years? Maybe three? Yeah, but, he, but, it's like, but it's like Hulk Hogan getting paired back up with Macho Man Savage. It's the, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. the superpower. Right. I mean, it's the original superpower. So, But, too, what it's like when, it was like when they brought out Stone Cold for one more match and he had on, like, two knee braces and they were taking up, like, most of his legs. And he you really couldn't, couldn't hit him on his head. You really couldn't do anything. <laughs> like, like that is that is that is that the East's uh, attempt at a super team? Yeah, we're getting the band back together. Hey, sometimes you get the band back together, and it's just sad. You're reminded why you broke up. <laughs> well, you know that you do still have Boston. Yeah, I mean it's going to be. All, all I'm saying, and I said it before. It, it's it's no longer meh. Wait till the finals so I can watch the Warriors win. There's actually going to be some games you're going to want to watch. Houston OKC, you're going to want to watch that. But what is it right now? It's going to be between four teams, just starting off the, the conference finals already. Pretty much. Yeah, I don't boo boo on that. Huh? And well, where does Detroit fit in this equation? They're not in the playoffs. Yeah, sorry. And that's another big pile of meh. The Detroit Pistons, it's going to be this season. Yeah. But, I mean, four teams to watch is way better than one. 
I guess. But I don't. Uh, I, dude, how many for Golden State? <clears throat> Do we get the rare four, Pete? Do we get that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The NBA, NBA season is in what? It's two weeks. I think it's. It, I think it kicks. Uh, people were bitching it kicks off early this year for some reason. Oh, oh, it's two Charles weeks Barkley. earlier. Charles, Charles Barkley. Barkley. Oh, what did what Charles do now? He is livid that they have moved up the season and have have extended the the way the seasons played to accommodate quote rest days. So that players don't have to play back-to-back nights. They have a day in between off. He's like, that's terrible. <laughs> Thinks it's terrible. That's terrible. He, and and is, is he right, Chris? I, I kind of tend to agree with him. I mean, but that goes back to our talk about football and how it used to be this knockdown dragout thing, and it's, it's two steps away from being flag football now. Same thing with the NBA. When Michael Jordan came onto the fucking you know, court... People could bang him, push him, hit him. Uh, Larry Bird, Magic, Kareem, all of them. You know, the bad boys of the Pistons. They were called bad boys for a fucking reason, you know. And nowadays, you can't even play back-to-back. So, I mean, is he right? It's the skinny genification. Copyright Michael Rappaport of the NBA. You fucking cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, you nah. fucking motherfucking cocksucker. <laughs> I think he's the only person that says motherfucker and cocksucker in the span of one minute more than me. <laughs> I wonder if that's what he, he gets it all out. Like he, he probably hangs out at home. He's got a bunch of kids. Can't say anything. So he just gets it all out when he goes on social media. If I remember correctly, I've seen a video of him and his wife... I'm going to say his wife probably runs a tight ship. So, ah, so he's, might he, might it might be the case. Keeps the swears and on tap at home. Yeah, like the swear jar is full and it's it's only <laughs> his money in there, you know. Yeah. Who bought this fucking house? Me with the fucking swear jar. I know. I just put two more fucking dollars in. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, but I tend to agree with Barkley. I, I think it's terrible. It's terrible. It is. Play the fucking game you're paid to play. You, you, you got NBA players signing $200 million contracts. Come on, man. So wait a minute, they're, they're not going to play back-to-back games on consecutive no, days? No, they, they've extended the season and moved up the season and have it in a way that they don't have to play back-to-back nights. They get, quote, rest days. Yeah, but, I mean, couldn't they do that within the season anyways? I mean, it's pretty much the same amount of games, I believe, as hockey. I mean, it's usually in the only back-to-back days in hockey, if I, once again, I could be wrong, is like, if you play in Detroit one night and Chicago the next, that's a three, four hour, what, no, that's more like a five hour drive, but that's it. It's a 30 minute plane flight. It takes longer to get on and get on board and get your shit off the private jet than it does to fucking get there. So, I mean, if they did that, yeah, I agree. You don't want to play in New York on Monday and fucking LA on Tuesday. That's ridiculous, but uh, just sounds like more pussy shit, but okay. That's exactly what it is, and that's why Charles Barkley had such a huge issue 
with how they've moved up the schedule. They're starting the season early to give them more, quote, rest days. And, you know, coming from Charles Barkley and people of that era, I could see their point. They didn't have that option, you know, and uh, it to them it is terrible. And yeah, I agree. You get, you get the people who are going to go, look, they're just, it's sour grapes. They're jealous, sour grapes. They didn't get it. And it's no, just because you didn't get treated as well as players do these days, it's no reason to shit on players these days just to keep in line with what happened to you. I mean, I hear that all the time about, and, and this just isn't sports related about you know anything. Someone will ask me, why don't you do, why, why didn't you do this for that person? No one did that for me when I was a kid. Oh, so because you got treated like shit, everybody should? I mean, I don't really see it that way, but I, professional athletes, are you telling me that you can't play a back-to-back game that doesn't require that much travel? Well, baseball I mean, plays doubleheaders, games back-to-back. Same no, day. When we were kids, they scheduled doubleheaders. Now doubleheaders are just in the case of, like, an event of a rainout. Yeah, right. Like, it was, that that was Ernie, Ernie Banks's, I think it was Ernie Banks, you know, that was his saying, let's play two. Like, think, think, think about that. Let's just, okay, I understand basketball, you're running, it's a lot of cardio, blah, blah, blah. Probably the most in-shape athletes behind, like, hockey players as far as cardiovascular in, in the big four American sports. But you're still indoors in air conditioning. I mean, you <laughs> you want to stand out in fucking ninety five degree heat with eighty five percent humidity for three and a half hours, take an hour break, and go do it again for another three and a half hours. Yeah, and when you're not on the court, you get to sit down in some nice air conditioned place with a towel and some Gatorade. When they're not on the fucking field, they're still in the dugout in fucking ninety degree weather. I mean, yeah, granted, they're not exerting themselves as constantly as basketball players, but, bro, stand out in the middle of a fucking field and let the sun beat down on you. Some of those innings go 30, 40 minutes, and you don't always get a ball hit to you. So, I mean, it's just... (laughs) I'm just thinking of all the poor red-headed outfielders. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Well, anyways, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring up a uh, judge broke the single season rookie record for home runs, which I think we all pretty much was it last week or the week before we said unless an act of God or a major injury happens to him, he was pretty much going to do. Shit, I think at one point they said he was on pace to hit like sixty seven home runs before that that uh, slump after the All Star break. Yeah, he's batting like almost four hundred. Like the first half of the season, it was insane. Dude, kid's a beast. I had someone described him in an article I read, in, in a way I thought was pretty apt. It said, "Uh, he's like a jumbo-sized version of Giancarlo's uh, Stanton." I'm like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Stanton's what six four, two forty. Judge is six seven, two eighty. You know, he's like the the, the supersized version of uh, Stanton. So. But yeah, it was interesting because everything we talked about, everything we talked about could happen to him after the All-Star break. It happened. And the consensus in, in all the articles I was reading about it was that pitchers made adjustments to him, especially pitchers in that division, pitchers who knew they were going to be seeing him, and he didn't make adjustments to the pitchers. He went back up there saying, I can still do what I was doing before all this. 
And finally, someone obviously on that Yankees team got in his head and said, you know, it's a game of adjustments, bud, and if you don't make it, you ain't going to be here much longer. Yeah, you need to get out there and say, fuck Joe Boo. <laughs> you do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you saying Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> that is the best line of that fucking movie. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, so, all right, we've, I think we've, we've we've pretty much covered everything, Chris, is on the itinerary before we get to the, the yeah. football. Yeah, good Yeah, God. I think we've danced around it enough. Yeah, so, holy shit, huh? That's the nickname of this week, or name the show, be holy shit, because it's pretty much this week. Another thing that, holy shit, the actual football that was played. This week, holy shit! Well, let's start. Let's start with uh, the two college teams we talk about. Yeah. Which is oh shit! You know what? Actually, you might want to put that football on hold because we can't oh. ignore what's going on in NCAA basketball right oh, now. Oh shit! Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. god damn it! No, we didn't get. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah, that's some. That's the feds coming for him, dude. Uh oh. Arresting coaches people in athletic departments. This isn't the NCAA. This is the feds. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Which means they're going to get motherfuckers in a room and they're going to go, see this federal prison? This is going to be your new home unless you start rolling over. And yeah, apparently the uh, series Ballers is real, huh? Uh, apparently. I mean, this isn't this isn't vacating wins and losing scholarships. This is... Go to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass, go, do not collect $200. And hope you can roll doubles like a motherfucker. Um, the interesting thing is, out of the limited amount of uh, sports radio and podcasts I've listened to on this subject, is the one thing I keep hearing is death penalty. Not at the obviously criminal level. I'm talking like SMU death penalty. How many programs? Uh, it's ten people. I know Patino's. Uh, shit, who? I should know this. Who does Patino coach for? Uh, Louisville. Yeah. Rick Patino. Yeah. So Louisville's on the chopping block. Um. Hold on a sec. Just. Oh, damn, they named the company Adidas uh-huh. Executive. Uh-huh. Until now, it was an athletic company. Oh, snap. If you have Adidas stock, sell that shit immediately. Yeah. Yeah, oh. right here. Boom. Coaches in Adidas. Four college basketball assistant coaches hit with federal fraud corruption charges. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, here we go. Uh, one hour ago. This should be the most updated story I can I can find. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, college basketball world is rocked Tuesday when ten men, including four assistant coaches and a top Adidas executive, were charged with crimes including bribery and fraud as part of a wide-ranging federal investigation into corruption. Uh, Oklahoma State Assistant Lamont Evans is charged with multiple counts, including conspiracy to commit bribery and solicitation of bribes and 
gratuities. Evans was an assistant coach and recruiter last season under Brad Underwood, who's now head coach at Illinois. You had Auburn's Chuck Pearson, who played 13 seasons in the NBA, Arizona's Emmanuel Book Richardson, and USC's Tony Bland. Oh, oh boy. USC, really? So they got fucked over in their football program. Now they're about to get fucked USC over. USC is done. USC is done, done. Hope you enjoyed done, done, done. volleyball. Yeah, Pearson and Evans were immediately suspended. Bland appeared in federal court wearing handcuffs and ankle chains. The picture of college basketball painted by the charges is not a pretty one, said acting U.S. Attorney June H. Kim. These four coaches not only breached their obligations and violated NCAA rules, they committed serious federal crimes. Uh, they have several hundred recordings and wiretaps with the assistance of a cooperating witness. He said the defendants were circling blue-chip prospects like coyotes and exploited them to enrich themselves. The investigation appears far from over. The FBI set up a tip line for those with more information. Uh, and the FBI has a warning for coaches who still may be involved in similar schemes. We now have your playbook, he said. Damn. Dude, like, uh, doesn't this just confirm shit we've always thought? Well, yeah. And, I mean, it goes, it's not an original thought on this broadcaster here in Detroit's part. I mean, but he, he's he's been the one that's been hammering at it for the most years now. Mike Valenius said any team that even is in the top 25 or sniffs the top 25 is corrupt as fuck. It's just a matter of where? how well they hide it. Yeah, and and where where is it in the organization? I mean, apparently this is like just flat out pay to play. Federal prosecutors said three top high school recruits were promised payments of uh, $150,000 using money supplied by Adidas. And it, it, that was if they attended university sponsored by the shoe company. Uh-huh. And why is Pete Carroll in Seattle? Because uh, he bounced as soon as that <laughs> hammer dropped. Peace! He didn't even wait for it to drop. He just heard the whistle of it coming down and was yeah. like, later. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden the football and and everything, basketball, all that, it's all gone. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. James Gatto, director of global sports marketing for basketball at Adidas, is accused of paying high school players to sign with the company. Gatto and others are accused of funneling $100,000 to the family of a high school athlete to gain his commitment to play at Louisville and to sign with Adidas once he became a professional. Louisville and Adidas announced a 10-year, $160 million extension of their sponsorship deal over the summer. Damn. Um, Here's what Patino's saying, which is what he all pretty much he can say, at least till they get his ass in front of a grand jury. He's saying that these allegations come as a complete shock. And he said he was committed to taking steps wherever needed. No, he's committed to taking steps wherever are needed to ensure those responsible are held accountable. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Not buying it. You're the if, coach of the program, and you got no me- idea. If memory serves me correct, he was involved in some sort of scandal involving his wife and another man, like in the last decade, that he somehow just skated through without any fucking shit sticking to him. Um, I just don't see this happening this time. Because, I mean, according to the FBI, they've been on this investigation since 2015, and the NCAA just found out about it Tuesday or this morning. So yeah, that's an investigation that was going on behind everybody's back. But uh, 
Rick uh, Patino and a bunch of others were the ones that were in favor of the one and dones. So don't tell me you didn't know nothing about all of this scandal and shit and all this money being thrown around. Oh, no, dude. I don't buy that. I mean, here's the bitch of it. If, if I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, I don't buy it. Patino knew exactly what was going on. If I'm sitting in a court of law on a jury, I have to go by what they can prove. Now, whether they can prove it in a court of law is a different story. Well, they but got I mean, all these wiretaps and shit. I'm, I'm scared of what they're going to prove. <laughs> I mean, and you, who's on? Dude, I think we've all seen the movie Blue Chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know you have. For the win. Yeah, and it's about the, the he's the coach of a college basketball team and Shaq's in it and all this. Uh-huh. and Penny Hardaway. Hardaway. And best, money, best players money can buy, right, Happy? Yeah, basically, you know, if I remember the, the, the gist of the movie, he was a fairly honest basketball coach, but he knew shit was going on behind his back. He was just like, I don't want to know the details. Yeah, he, he told Happy, he goes, you know, the, the shark came to Nick Nolte and was like, you know, everybody gets laid when we win. Okay? You, we've been buying players for the football team for years. My money is clean. There's no trade ever. Can't get back to me. We'll never get back to you. And he picks up his phone uh, after the season and is like, all right, go ahead. Just keep me out of it. And at the end of the movie, doesn't he end up walking off and quitting the job? At the end of the movie, he goes out and goes, you know, he, he starts talking about everything that they did wrong. Gave somebody a tractor, bags of cash. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Gave Shaq a car. He didn't even want the car, but we gave him a car anyway. And that's what I said. He's pointing at Desi in the movie. He points at Happy and goes, there he is, Happy. Best players money can buy. And then, yeah, he walks out and quits and goes to a pickup game with, like, 10-year-old kids. Well, Rick Pitino at this point has got to be... I mean, I totally forgot about this. Read about a scandal. He was nailing a chick in a bathroom at a restaurant. <laughs> Got her pregnant. She didn't have insurance. Oh, there was an abortion. That yeah, somehow I paid her three grand for an abortion. Yeah, three grand. What, what kind of gold-plated abortion did, did he get her? <laughs> no, did you get her put in a fucking bottle and crystallize that shit? That's what I'm saying, man. Does that vacuum have like fucking gold handles on it and shit? I mean, I mean, but as, as far as knocking a bitch up in a in a in a bathroom, okay, Humpty. Uh, Rick Pitino's a freak. He likes the girls at the boom. He got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> Pitino admitted to having engaged in sexual relations with Karen Cunningham on August one, two thousand three, in Porcini. Or Porcini, a Louisville restaurant. <laughs> right. But th- that goes, uh, the 30 for 30 was called uh, One and Done. And they did it about uh, Kentucky, Louisville, and a couple other schools. And Rick Patino was all about it. He's like, I can coach her for one year and coach her for four years. You know, I, I'm a fan of the One and Done. You know, I, I want to see these guys succeed. I want to see them get on their on their way with their career. Now here's the bullshit, Rich, is is this story broke. You don't care one about these players or how long they stay. You want to get them out as quick as possible so you can get fucking paid. So, yeah, if I'm Rick Pitino or or the schools that are in favor of the one and done, it's because when they get done, they sign with Adidas when they go to the pros. 
I bet he's getting kicked back if they sign a contract with Adidas and they go pro. You don't think he's probably getting a piece of that shit? Well, yeah, the, that's, the, that's the whole point of this case and the wiretaps. Here's the problem, though, is that he can resign. I mean, he could wake up tomorrow, announce a press conference, resign, walk away. This isn't the NCAA, guys. This is the federal government. The federal government, yeah. right. If they find something, they'll chase him to the ends of the fucking earth. I mean, that's they're not going to let him go. Yeah, now and we're getting a different if, movie, <laughs> The Fugitive. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, okay, you got bribery, wire fraud, extortion. Well, not extortion. That was the other case. Um, coercion, whatever. Uh, granted, I'm not a fucking lawyer, but, I mean, isn't that part of the federal racketeering, the, the, basically the RICO Act? I mean, that's, they, they can basically charge, if they find evidence of one, they can charge anybody under an umbrella who even comes, you know, of charges, who comes within, the, you know, their crosshairs, basically. I mean, that's how they get mafia guys. They don't get... <clears throat> Most mafia guys don't get busted stone cold with a gun in their hand, DNA all over the place. You know, they get busted on uh, on, on RICO predicates. And Patino used to coach up in Kentucky. Think about how far this could go. I mean, this could this could really this could really 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 fuck with the NCAA and its whole March Madness shit. I mean, because we're. It, I imagine at the very least we're talking vacated wins. Um, that's that starts a clusterfuck. Oh because no, we're way past vacated. Dude, wins we're talking and vacated titles. We're talking probably <laughs> vacated programs. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. At the very least, vacated wins, which doesn't do any good to the to the teams that they played because it's not like the championship. Okay, well you came in second. Championship goes to you. There's just no championship that the year. They did the same thing with Reggie Bush about the Heisman Trophy. When they right. said, you know, surrender your Heisman, they just vacated whoever won the Heisman that year. It's like they didn't give it out. So that's a clusterfuck. If they start handing out death penalties, these are, this is uh, SMU for as entertaining of a story as that was in 30 for 30 that, that was, was not a football factory. That was a little school in the Southwestern Conference that started winning when they shouldn't have and drew the attention of the NCAA. That's how come I think they got the death penalty. They handle uh, they they hand Louisville basketball the death penalty. That could set them back for fucking two decades. That could change huge. the face of college basketball. That this kind of this kind of just will. got bigger. This got What's a up? little bit bigger. I'm watching ESPN and the the ticker at the bottom said Miami is another unnamed school in this investigation. Talking about the hurricanes. Hurricanes. Yes, Shocking. I am. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? I hate to say it. But <laughs> really? You know what this means? They're doing the U, they, we're getting the U part three. <laughs> they're, they're doing something untoward at the University now, of Miami. Now, Get out of here! My we thing need is, to be is, careful. We need to be Luke, careful on the on the on this podcast because we're talking about the repercussions that could come out of this. If you want to think about it for a minute, Penn State was touching little boys, okay, and the penalty for them was not even close to severe. It was bad, but it wasn't even close to severe. So I, it, this, whereas I get it, it's a federal crime and it's illegal on every facet, I don't know that it's going to be a severe punishment. I think the reason that Penn State, 
the the difference between SMU getting the death penalty and Penn State getting what they got was that by the time the NCAA handed down their decision for their punishment, all the all the major players that were named in that scandal were gone. Whether they retired, resigned, or were sitting waiting for, you know, trial like Sandusky. At SMU, the players that were bought were still on the fucking team while the while the NCAA was making its mind up about what to do. I mean, so it was kind of like Penn State, they were punishing for, you know, okay, you left the barn door open, the horses are gone, now we're going to punish you. SMU was, they had the door, they propped the doors open and were stealing the horses, and the NCAA walked up and said, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And, if, I mean, so to me, this is kind of in the middle because this is the federal government. This is going to set a precedent. If if, if They're going to crush the fucking barn. <laughs> if if people are found guilty and sent to federal prison, how the NCAA can gloss over that and hand out a fucking puff cake punishment for it is beyond me. And I mean, there's here's the it's not a popular opinion in some circles. There's a way to avoid all this, guys. Let players make money off their likeness and pay them a small amount. With the money to be made is money off their likeness, okay? I'm not talking you got to pay them fucking $100,000. I'm talking get, pay them maybe thirty grand a year to play and let them make money off their own likeness. So if, just for shits and giggles, if EA Sports comes to them and says, we want to do NCAA basketball 2019, we want to use your likeness, to a college player, he can sell he can sell his likeness to EA, keep the money for himself, and not remove himself from eligibility to play basketball or football. I, I, I like the likeness. I like getting money from my jersey being sold. I don't think that the college necessarily needs to pay these kids because they're already giving them free college education. you got to remember, though, these scholarships are on a semester-by-semester basis. These are not like a full ride that we think that, boom, you got a four-year to full ride this these scholarships are re-upped every semester no matter who you are on the team if you are if you are a heisman finalist every semester they can fucking refuse to give you a scholarship so what i'm saying is what i'm saying is give them the money for i mean they're per diem i mean jesus christ in college football you're talking about 300 pound guys who have a per diem of ten dollars a day Dude, what the fuck are you honestly eating at $10 a day that's, one, going to be healthy, and two, is going to help you keep the weight on you need to have the, the muscle mass to move fucking those big old hogs around? I mean, dude, you're eating ramen and fucking off the dollar menu at McDonald's. And that's, you know, that's like a supersize me. That's a fucking documentary. That's not a way to live life. What I'm, so what I'm saying is if you, take away the, if you take away the ability for people to bribe them, one way or the other. Maybe it's not $30,000 per year. Maybe it's, hey, you can walk into the... It, maybe it's a card or something that says they can walk into the, the, the cafeteria anytime it's open and get anything on the fucking menu. You know, boom, right there. Okay, there's your food taking care of your concerns. Your books, your tuition, your, your, where you live, that should, be, that should be under your scholarship, as wonky as that is. But, I mean, to me, the likeness is where the money is to be made. Let them sell their autograph. 
You know, let them sell their own memorabilia. Yes, let them get cut, put their names on the back of the jerseys and sell them. Let them sell their pants for tattoos. And, well, I mean, dude, it's how do most retired sports guys from back in the day make a living? They go on the autograph circuit. Yeah, they go and they sign shit. Why did OJ go to jail? Because he held people hostage for stealing his memorabilia. Exactly. Memorabilia. Might as well have said, you just stole a paycheck from me. That's right. I mean... I get it. I'm with that. Sell your autograph, sell your jersey, get that money. Not so much get paid by the university, though. Why not? It's like a... It's... Pay him like a job. It's you got to make it. It's not like they do pay him. Like I said, with their scholarship, they pay room, board, books, supplies, and classes. They pay for all of that. Uh, how do they? How are they eating? Ten dollars a day. Ooh. No, no, it's not ten dollars a day. Ten whole bucks, huh? It's not ten dollars a day. You get money through your scholarship for room and board. That's food. I understand what you're saying. But that's not every college, and that's not every player's scholarship. I I cannot remember the documentary I watched. If I, I if I if I dig it up, I'll 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 make a note of it when I post this episode to share it. But it, it goes into great detail about how different colleges have different scholarships. Case in point: If you go to fucking U of M and you're a five-star recruit. You pretty much got to you. You got to go in there and fuck up real bad, or just suck on the field to get that taken away from you. If you go to Vatek, you know one of them teams that yeah they could have good seasons. They have had good seasons, but there's other times that they're on the bottom of the top twenty-five or out of the tw- top twenty-five. Their scholarships are completely different. Like you don't get everything that you get from a U of M scholarship. And then there's the difference between public and private universities. Private universities have a lot more leeway because public universities get public funding, so they have to answer to the the state they're in. I mean, it's it really it's a good documentary, but at a certain point, it's like, oh my god, dude, I need a fucking law degree just to wade through all this bullshit they're talking about, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Now, imagine being an eighteen year old kid. You're just like, I just want to play football, or I just want to play basketball, especially with the one and done shit. You know what? <laughs> Maybe. It, Maybe this is the death knell of the one and done shit. Because oh, what, sure. what, sure. what can the NCAA do? That you're going to have, especially basketball, you're going to have this happen. The teams are are, are smaller. One player can affect the entire team. You just have to get to one. You don't have to recruit a ton of fucking weapons like in college football. You just need one or two guys to come in and dominate. And you can run roughshod over people. I mean, it either either. And this was an issue that was po- it was poised as a racial issue, and why I can see why some people would make that argument. I don't think it was a a race a racial thing to say. Oh, well, predominantly it's predominantly black players in in college basketball. They have to go to school for at least three years before they can declare themselves eligible for the draft. That's a race. That's racist. No, I think it was to try to keep kids in school, keep the graduation rate up. That way they can justify the fact that they are an athletic program inside of a learning institution. All you got to do is go back and... God 
God forbid the guy can only play for five or six years and leave before he gets CTE. <laughs> well, I mean, go back and watch the first uh, documentary about the U. You know, they're fucking... The, the, they had... That university was split right down the middle. The people who wanted the Hurricanes football program to be like they were and the people who wanted to be Stanford in the South. And the academics did not like that football program and did everything they could do to fucking set up roadblocks along the way for them. So, I mean, it's it's a very complicated issue. It's just, to me, once the federal government gets involved and the FBI is involved, you're going to start seeing heads rolling. You're going to start seeing people jumping ship. But I hope they understand for their sake this isn't the NCAA. You can't run to the fucking NBA and you're outside of the reach of, of punishment. These people will hunt you down. Ask Roman Polanski how he likes living in another country for the rest of his life. You're going to go to federal pound me in the ass prison. And I mean, Rick Pitino, all 65 years old of him, give him a fucking 10, 15 year sentence. Let's be honest, guys. He'll die in prison. That very well could be a death sentence. And, I mean, with the political and economic attitude towards politics and economics as it is, that executive for Adidas, you might as well start putting money on your commissary right now, homeboy. That's all I'm going to tell you. They are not going to let you skate, dude. You will be doing time. Maybe not a lot, but you will be doing time. Believe that. There's still enough people out there who are like, fuck that. Fuck those rich bastards who think they're above the law. Ask a pharma bro about that. What's his name? Martin Screlly or whatever. Yeah, he'll but he'll go to he'll go to Martha Stewart jail. Still prison, man. True. You still ain't going home on Christmas. That's true. You st- still eating whatever food they give you, and you ain't got no choice. But all not lies. So football. For yeah. Good God, man. Almost three hours and still haven't gotten to week three. Cool. You said, are you ready for a six-hour podcast? Uh, I, was saying, oh. I know, right? Well, I know. It's just with all the shit that went down. Yeah. It ain't our fault. We're trying to be th- very thorough, Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is what happened last week, too. But in, the, in the, this time of year, too, all four of them are firing up. But still, there's just two of them. Really. You know, with a, with, with a splash of third, but... Week three. Holy shit. Should we just start with the, the home team? Well, well, I just wanted to I, I, I wanted to touch on U of M and MSU's oh, game. There you go. Okay. MSU. It's going to be a long season. Oops. I, I, I called mean, it. I mean, dude, I, and he, I, I believe I picked him. Yeah. But even it was a... Oh, and my, I was like... Uh, I mean, it, Notre Dame took Clemson within one point. And, you know, Chris, you were like, Notre Dame was at home. Yeah, but still, that's Clemson. I mean, that's not state. Yeah. I mean, I think that whatever clothes state was dressed, state's football program was dressed up in, I think they've been pulled off them and they're standing there butt booty naked for everyone to take a look at. I mean, the beauty of it is it's it's a non-conference game. It's a non-conference loss. They can still right the ship as far as the Big Ten goes. 
No, they're in trouble. But that's what I was going to say. I don't think they have the it's ability the, to. They could if they had the ability to. I don't think they have. If it. Michigan keeps rolling, that was state season. Well, Michigan. That Michigan offense, got blessed. That offense. How the fuck do you have 12 trips into the red zone before you score a fucking touchdown? That's going to be a problem. Not anymore because they lost beef. Thank God. <laughs> Spate. On that, yeah, and that bullshit late hit, and then they fucking did it again to uh, what is it? Corn. Yeah, O'Corn or whatever. Corn. Yeah, Corn. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what, Purdue's defense. That's what I was worried about. That and Michigan's offense, and that game told me I was right to worry about that. But Purdue's, Purdue's defense. This is what this is what I took from that game. They don't give a fuck about being called dirty. They want to be known as defense. You don't want to play. Because them motherfuckers were laying. Dude, there was one part of that game where, I mean, I was just in shock. I mean, O'Corn was basically sitting on the turf and a dude fucking slammed into him. And they didn't get the call. And I'm like, Are, you've got to be kidding me. If that was the NFL, they would fucking they would crucify that, that, that guy. Uh, the play is downfield. The quarterback's sitting on his ass on the turf, and he gets fucking steamrolled. I, and this isn't me crying about Michigan didn't get the call. This is just like, bro, are, are, isn't this the sport they're talking about? They're worried about the athletes getting hurt in? I don't know many other ways you can be you know, a defenseless person taking a hit than just sitting watching a play that's happening 10 yards downfield, and you get blindsided by a 300-pound man. But then again, that's just me. We're looking for consistency out of inconsistent people. But, I mean, you know, U of M's got to buy. They need it. Spade apparently has soft tissue damage, no concussion. So we'll see if he's going to play. I am so glad the MSU-U of M game isn't this weekend because I am not looking forward to picking that game. I, I really am not. I, uh, that's that's going to be an easy one for me. Michigan State's who I thought they were. I'm just saying, dude, I think Michigan's got a nasty-ass fucking schedule coming up, and I think they got a whole lot of fucking, you ain't as good as you thought you were. And between that and their, and, and, and Harbaugh running around talking about he doesn't enjoy coaching football, this might have been the biggest cock tease to, to U of M football fans in a long time since the 2007 season, going down to, and playing Ohio State last game of the season, ranked one and two, and then losing like they did. I mean, dude, this is just—they're not moving. They're not making forward progress this season. It's, it's going to be a lateral move if they make any progress whatsoever. And not progress, but any movement whatsoever. So, cannot accuse you of being a Michigan slappy, sir. I, if you watch that offense for the first fucking handful of games, how the fuck could anyone sit there and say, oh, yeah, they're going all the way? How the fuck anyone can say they're taking the Big Ten, let alone a national cha- let alone compete for a national championship is beyond me. Whatever they're smoking, pass my way. I don't know. I, I think losing the quarterback helped him myself. That's that's just me. No, Horn come in and was completing some passes and shit, but... I'm not sold on him either. That's that's the bitch of this. Isn't this fucking isn't this Harbaugh? Isn't this the quarterback whisperer? Where the fuck is where the fuck is the, the diamond in the rough? Where's you know Elvis Gerback? Where's fucking Tom Brady? 
to him. <laughs> oh, we know where he is. We'll get well, to him. Where's Chad Henney? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chad Henney? He was a uh, 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 backup for the Jaguars? Yeah, he, he was taking a knee at the end of that game. That's because he's run the so clock fucking, out. He's so fucking old he couldn't stand up. That wasn't out of no other reason besides that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just it's it state Sparties. It's gonna be a rough season for you. Let's you hope that, fans. Let's just hope. Cool. Last week was an aberration. You know they're gonna truck Iowa and everything's gonna be okay. Probably Dude, not. you're not making it past yeah. Iowa. I what's, told you that said, in the chat. I said probably not, but you know can't give well, up on them yet. Like I, like I'm saying, Sparty. I hope you enjoyed those wins at the beginning of the season, and fellow Walmart Wolverines. You're not going to be buying any Big Ten championship shirts this year. Sorry. Damn. All right, that's, that's all the shitting on, on, on the local college teams I got. No, let's get on the shitty local team for the pro. Oh, uh, God. I feel like I should just mute my mic. <laughs> you should mute your mic, and we should just let Earl go on this one. Why? The Lions. Right, did you get it out of your system? Did you jerk all the evil out? Detroit in, the, in the group chat. Hey, hey Lions. Uh, <laughs> I had a nice I had a nice little spot picked out on the bandwagon. I had a little seat cushion. Earl was moving some stuff out of the way so I could sit down. No. Nope. He's getting he's getting ready to dig out that Spielman jersey. Let's you wear it because he can't fit into it no more. Yeah. But no. Well, sorry. Well, well dude, if you're not on the bandwagon, if they didn't prove to you in that game who they are. Well, then they never will. They proved me who they are. Team that's always going to lose on a technicality because they are always going to be playing from behind. Well, I mean, if that's how you feel, I just want you to know they they came within one play of beating the the Super Bowl participant of last year. That ain't a stat, son. That is an L. You can can look at it as win and loss. That's fine. I know how they look at it, Earl. Okay. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as they had, what, three different turnovers against Matt Ryan, two interceptions, one pick six. I mean, they don't look like a Detroit Lions team that I've seen in, in recent years. Uh, Matt Stafford looks like the general out on the field. He, he sustains drives. He gives his defense time to rest. I mean, everything went according to plan. You know, was Tate's knee down? You can't see it. There's a helmet in the way. Dude. But, you know, that's here oh, or there. Dude. We're going we're, we're, we're to agree. agree to disagree, and that's cool. But okay, let's see. Real, quick, real quick, hold on a sec. If he, if, if, okay, the ruling on the field was a touchdown. When they go to review, there has to be conclusive evidence to overturn the ruling on the field. If you're saying they couldn't see it, then what you're saying is the Lions didn't lose that game. The refs gave that game to the Falcons. Exactly. Come on. No, I'm not going to come on there anywhere, is, bro. There, what? You, you this is a grand conspiracy. Have, no, no, dude. You have to have irrefutable evidence. Irrefutable, but whatever. You have to. Okay? If it could be disputed I saw at knee, all, I saw his knee hit the ground. then you can't overturn that call. I saw his knee hit the ground. <laughs> you didn't see his knee hit the ground. There's a helmet in the way. Dude, I wanted them to win. I saw his knee hit the ground. <laughs> Didn't see it. I went in the way. And, be, and and like I said, we will agree to disagree on whether he was down or not. Okay? 
But that 10 second runoff rule is full of shit. It has been said on every sports network since then. It is bullshit. This wasn't committing a penalty. This wasn't them taking an injury to get a timeout when they didn't have one. Right. This was the the ref stopping the clock after scoring a touchdown to take a review of, of a scoring play. Okay, let's let's look at the facts. There's eight seconds left. What are they doing? They're running up the middle. That's all they Hold got time to do. Hold on a sec. Here's where I agree that the 10-second rule is bullshit, and I've heard a solution to it. First of all, they base that 10 seconds on the average time it takes you or it takes a team to get up to the line of scrimmage, hike the ball, and spike it. The problem is, is that they're taking average times from everywhere on the field. When you're just trying to punch it in the goal line, it's not going to take 10 seconds to get guys back to the fucking line of scrimmage. Maybe five. So they need to amend that rule first and foremost. They need to amend that rule for that situation, Rich. What I'm getting at is that field position needs to be taken into account of how much the clock is run off. And the fact that the Lions weren't trying any fucking underhanded, bend the rules, go around, go under, go over the rules like Bill Belichick type shit to get away with anything. If they would have said he was down at the half yard line, five second runoff, they put the, they spot the ball, they hike it, they spike it, they get one more shot at the end zone. We could be sitting here talking about a loss as well. There's Absolutely no guarantee. Let Absolutely. This, and this is what I say in hockey all the time, especially, especially in the playoffs, especially in overtime. Let the players decide who wins, not the fucking rules and the ump. Mm-hmm. So I can agree with that. Now, is it? I, I've heard the C word being thrown around. Lions are cursed. I don't think they're cursed. They're just the most snake-bit fucking franchise I've ever seen in professional football. I don't know how the NFL Network had their top 10 snake-bit franchises and the Detroit Lions didn't make it. Because this isn't... And I'm, and I'm, 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 I'm borrowing from a local sportscaster who said this. This isn't SOL. This isn't same old Lions. This is OTL. Only the Lions. This would only happen to the Lions. I can agree with that. This is this is Megatron in Chicago. The process of the catch. <laughs> I remember that. All right, and this is it's just oh, that was not, so bullshit. I remember my I remember my living room, like just six drunk dudes going for the the swing of emotions in about you know sixty seconds. Chris, do you remember who they played when that happened? Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. They were in. Oh, they were god. in Chicago. They were in Chicago. Oh my god. I mean, it, guys, this is this is a team that a cloud hangs over. I don't know any other way to put it. This is what kills changing the culture in a locker room because you couldn't script this, film a movie of it. 
without someone going, oh, that's some horse shit. What kind of fucking, what kind of, you know, deus ex machina is this shit, you know? What, 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 what is that? <laughs> this is... This is bad. This is bad writing. No, Where's this is reality. <laughs> and and you know, and I'll say it too. The obligatory cold shower. How about be better? Maybe be the team that's being chased the whole game. Maybe they were the week before, bro. Maybe, against maybe, the team that you picked to beat them. Maybe go. Maybe get down in the uh, red zone one more time, and maybe you know, punch it in. Maybe kick a field goal, and then you're kicking a field goal to win the game at the end. I don't know, like. It, I know there's. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. That's just it's just just frustrating overall too. And then and then again too, dude, you bring it OTL bringing that into the equation. It's just it's frustrating because then it's like it would yet he did what he's supposed to do. Let him down the field. Here's a you know here's his specialty apparently the last year fourth quarter comebacks. And then yeah that dumbass fucking rule like it's. Well, that's why I know I'm a, I'm a huge True Lion fan. I was so close to drinking the Kool-Aid. I, I, I'm all about in the Kool-Aid. Because it looks way, way better than any Lions team we've had in the previous years. Because I guess for me, too, it's just that's, especially last year, that's, that's the road to the Super Bowl goes through that team, and you still lost. That's a caliber of team you're going to be. You, you, you want to go far in the playoffs, it's a caliber of team you got to beat. And you still lost. Well, we'll agree to disagree. They beat Atlanta. <laughs> oh my god! How the fucking? Didn't. They didn't beat is... the refs and the rules, as you said. Only the Lions. You know, I was about to say something, but I'm afraid I'm going to feed your delusional fire, so I guess I'm not going to say it now. But God damn it, I had a very good point. Thank you for shitting on it. Go ahead and say it, Rich. I'm not gonna no, because you're going to fucking you're going you're gonna to feed off it, motherfucker. Just say it. It's like it's like if you're a mogwai and I give you food after midnight, I'm going to wake up and you're going to have a fucking axe and a fucking mohawk <laughs> trying to stick Gizmo in the microwave, man. Yes. I just don't think it's tinfoil hat time, I guess. I just don't think this happens to the Patriots. I don't think it happens to the Steelers. I don't think it happens to I don't think it happens to the crown jewels of the NFL. I just don't. I agree with you on this I agree with you on this aspect, Earl. I think they go to the review and they say there's not enough to overturn it. I hate superstar or team preference in the rules. I just can't believe if this was one of the the tent poles of the NFL that they'd have let them lose like this. But because it's the fucking Lions... I mean, because has there been any argument about that call? Has there been any fucking, like... Yes, the, the invest- sports networks have said that it needs to be irrefutable proof, and they don't have it. What I'm saying is, when I say argument, I don't mean the talking heads. I'm talking, has the NFL said, we're reviewing the call, we're reviewing the official, we're reviewing his history, we will take action accordingly? No, or is this the, just, oh, he made that call, it's the call, that's what we're sticking by? No, the, the leader of, of uh, refs, the NFL referee, said it's the correct call. Well, it was I mean, called correctly. I mean, dude... <laughs> And if you watch 
you know, the longest day about D-Day, you know, both the Nazis and the, and the, and the Axis and the Allies both said at one point in that movie, our luck's so bad, you got to wonder who's, you know, whose side God is really on. Of course, he fought, you never think your own kid's ugly and you never think your own farts stink. I get it. He's going to say that. I want to hear something real. I want to hear something from the NFL. For, for better or for worse, the NFL does have a little bit of goodwill coming its way. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. And, I mean, shit like this is going to turn the people who are giving them the benefit of the doubt and a little bit of goodwill against them real quick. Do we? I mean, we all remember the replacement refs in, what was it, 2012 with the Seahawks-Packers game and that clusterfuck. I mean... They ba- that basically got the NFL up off their ass and made them fucking made them make a deal with their refs because they were like, we can't go through a whole season with calls like this. They will fucking hang us. We saw what they did to Mussolini after World War II. Fuck that. So I mean, something has to be done because if it, I'm walking right up to the edge, I'm not saying they were robbed. But I'm saying that I, I just I don't think that call goes that way for one of the marquee franchises. I just don't I, think it does. I totally agree with you, but I also totally agree with Chris. A game doesn't come down to one play. You no, know, it doesn't. Staff, Stafford loves to come from behind. He loves fourth quarter comes back. He thrives on that shit. He which gets a tar just thinking about it. Just can we put ourselves in place to not get beaten by technicality? Can we do he that? Loves, he loves coming from behind. It shines a whole new light on Kelly Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, but he did, Chris. You got to give him credit for the way he handled the Giants. He never trailed in that game. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You need more games like the Giants and less games like. Fucking whoever the fuck we just lost to. Oh, uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you got to understand, Atlanta has a way better defense than the Giants. Okay? And he still was able to move down the field against them. The offense, way better than the Giants. And we still had three turnovers, including a pick six. I like the direction they're heading. The fact that this call didn't go their way, the fact that they were in the position that they needed this call to go their way, well shit i accept it and we move on to next week i don't feel they lost i understand the record books and all that shit's gonna say that but you know what i watched the whole game they won that game they got robbed by a fucking stupid call and a stupid rule it happens man i know that people especially former players coaches and probably a good percentage of fans will say there's no such thing as moral victory in the NFL. But if I'm on the Lions, the only thing I can say, if I'm a leader on that team or if I'm Caldwell, whoever, whoever's the, the, the clubhouse leader, the only thing I can say is look at the guys and go, it took a bullshit rule and a questionable call or else we'd have won that game. We know what we're capable of. If we're this good now, if we catch them fuckers in the playoffs later on down the road, we don't give them a chance to fuck us over with that rule. We play better and we steamroll the fuckers. Yep. Because this is this reminded me so much, so much 
of the Hurricanes going up to Notre Dame and Jimmy Johnson saying, if you leave it to the refs, we will lose this game. And the refs completely blew a call in favor of Notre Dame, and they ended up losing that game. And the first thing he said when they stuck a mic in his face is, I told all my guys, we can't leave it up to the refs. We have to take any doubt of who's the winner out of everybody's mind and just get in a victory formation once the clock gets under, you know, a minute. That's the only that's the only thing we should be lining up for. And I just, if you're the Lions, you have to do that. You have to build upon this. You have to take something positive away from this. Because if they allow themselves to go, we got fucked, we got screwed, this is bullshit, the league's out to get us, this wouldn't have happened. If they say everything I just said about this wouldn't have happened to the Patriots or Steelers or Cowboys or whatever the fuck, then they're going to start fucking losing that mental mindset of we can beat these teams. Because they're going to go, well, it's already stacked against us. And isn't that the culture they've been trying to kill in this fucking town for yeah. 25 years now? Just be winners. Stop making excuses while you're a loser. Well, that's what I was saying. You know, uh, Matt Ryan threw three interceptions with a pick six, lost a fumble. You know, we were able to march down in the final, you know, minutes of the of the game. I, I see no loss here. The I fact that, that see you know, the, the refs... L column. Well, you, you could see it black and white, bro, but that's not how I see that's, my blue and what, my but, blue and silver. But that's so. what it takes to get into the playoffs, man. Like that's well. Hey, plus, come on, when you do everything on. right, you hit participation trophies, to, right? When somebody is is out to try to be the best at their sport too, and you know, oh, that's the rule. Well, now, mind you, and I texted you in the chat that night game. They didn't do the 10-second runoff before the half ended. They stopped to review to see if he made a first down, and they didn't do the 10-second runoff in that game. It was 39 seconds to go. Did he make the line or not? The ref stopped to check. He didn't make the line. The call was overturned. They moved it back. No 10-second runoff. It doesn't matter in a 27-10 to 10 game. Just saying. Just asking. <laughs> If you're going to do it, and that's the rule, then make it the fucking rule. Then we need robots refing. Because, I mean, that's there's human... I'm, I'm not making excuses for it, but there's always... Uh, we've learned there's going to be human error. You know, that Seattle-Green Bay game Rich brought up comes to mind. There will be error. And humans are involved. But we've... Man, we're over three hours. We talked about the Lions. I mean, let's move on. Earl, this is... What the fuckins gets its comeuppance this week? Because good lord, man, oh, good dead. lord! I mean, Thursday night, whatever the the less shittier turd came out on top. Um, I, I mean, are you? I, I guess what? Well, you guys buying the Rams? Uh, a little bit. I, I, who the fuck is Jared Goff? I asked that before, and I'm going to ask it again. Who is he? Wasn't he number one? Holy pick? shit! Any last year's number one pick? Yeah. He was. This once again, like I said last week, this really shows you how shitty I guess uh, Jeff Fisher was when he was coaching. The Rams are technically in first place right now. Here's 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 the thing about the Rams. That defense is what gave them hope for the pre- previous two seasons. For that defense to give up thirty nine points to the Forty ers 
Yeah, you're and for the cool. defense to have to score 41 to win it, that's not going to happen every game. You're not doing that against, you know, every team you run across. If that defense doesn't hold up, I don't think that offense can carry that team. Yeah, you give up 39 points to the 49ers, good luck against the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, if you're asking me if I'm buying them, I'm buying them right now as a 500 team. And I and I said from week one, I don't think they're at the bottom of the fucking heap. I don't think they're they're hot, you know, dumpster fire trash. But I don't think they're anything special. That y'all motherfuckers give me we give me way too many forty degree days, and that's exactly what's going on in L.A. God damn it! I got it. I have the drops. I just gotta get them edited and loaded. All right, Uh, Seahawks Titans. Uh, Are you panicking if you're in Seattle? What is there to panic about? I, I'm panicking. Yes. Are you, are you panicking for the offense or the defense? Or uh, both? The team. The team. The whole team. Okay. That's what I, I was the, asking. I got That's the kind of original. Back. I got the original Legion of Boom back together. Okay. This whole great, awesome defense, shutdown corner, killer safeties. You know all over the place, and they gave up 33 points. I go out, I get, you know, Graham, Jimmy Graham is my tight end. I still have Russell. I lost Tate, but I got some, you know, a little bit of receiver here and there. I got no running back, and I can't beat the Titans? Come on now. Come on now. I still can't tell if the Titans are going to be anything. I can't tell if Mariota's good or he just has, like, idiot savant moments to where it's just like... (laughs) The stars align, and, and, and he ends up winning the game. Like, I really don't know. And I would, this is coming from someone who wanted him in a Buccaneers uniform over famous Jameis. And, I mean, I'm glad. I'm, even though the week that the Buccaneers just had happened, I'm happy that they, they got Jameis instead of Mariota. But I just can't tell with him anymore, man. Like I don't see anything that makes him stand out as as a top fifteen, definitely not top ten quarterback. But then he'll win games that he shouldn't win. They had no business winning that game. That Seattle offense worries me. I mean, I'm, I mean, traditionally they, Russell Wilson has to warm up. He's always kind of had a shitty September, but uh, Baldwin he might not be healthy. I mean, isn't a rookie the star of their backfield, Chris Carson? I mean, how are you going to score points is what I'm wondering with. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's, he's, he's a good rusher as well, but, I mean, he can't do yeah, it all, they, man. Dude, they put up 27 points. It's not like they have an anemic offense. That's why I said, who, are you, what are you, who is, who, who, I phrased it wrong. Who are you, I should have said, who are you worried about? Not, what what is there to worry about? I mean, because 27 points, unless you've got a porous defense, that should be enough to win you a game. So that's what I'm saying. Did Mariota have one of his, like, like retard strength games? and, and or, or, or did the Seahawks defense just kind of shit to bed? You went full retard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, supposedly all the chatter around Mariota is this, supposed to, this is supposed to be the season where he fucking uh, becomes what he's supposed to be, but... Yeah. Well, and if he's got a Matt Stafford type rise to fucking prominence, 
it, the, the people in Tennessee are going to be fucking beating their head against the wall because I've watched people in Detroit do it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we're eight years in here in Detroit. Exactly. Stafford to me is is a quarterback who found himself late in his professional career. I mean, you know, Peyton Manning first year absolutely stunk. Second year, I mean, by anybody's standards, leaps and bounds made progress. And and I mean, you know, a guy like Brady, he just came in and just you know what the fuck happened here, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, Stafford. It's been a slow but steady climb up. If that's what Mariota is going to do, I don't know many. I don't know many franchises are going to have the patience to go. Okay, we'll give you fucking six, seven, eight years. Because honestly, especially with his contract this year, if the Lions had had a different GM and a different draft strategy, they'd probably already had his replacement drafted, if not this season, season before. Because it's a long time for a franchise to wait for a quarterback to to blossom into the quarterback they hoped he would be when they drafted him. And it's what, third season for Mariota? Second? Is it? Isn't last year his rookie? No, he was drafted. No, 15. 15 was his rookie year. Oh, yeah, he same came as, in with, same, yeah. You're right. Same as Winston. So, yeah. yes, this is their third season. I mean, this is his third season. This is... I mean, you can't start taking steps back in your third season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, next game, uh, the London game. I, I I don't know where people are on the on the London games. I'd like them. I like waking up and football's on. That's just me. That's why, I, you know, when I pretty much live on the West Coast in November, you know, hey, football on Sunday morning. Cool. Uh so the Jaguars took it to the Ravens. Can we just be honest, though? I mean, isn't the London game pretty much a home game for the Jaguars, considering their owner is like, you know, what's what his name? Sher Khan or whatever from the Jungle Book, whatever the Shere fuck his Khan. name is. But, I mean, you know, isn't, isn't that like ultimately... This fancy handlebar mustache? Yeah, his, his Salvador Dali mustache. Yes. Uh, isn't, isn't it kind of like a poorly kept secret that eventually he wants to move that franchise if he had his his way to yeah. London? I mean, this is this, to me, this is just a case of <laughs> the owner, he'd have probably been on the field even if it wasn't a bunch of fucking bullshit with the kneeling and the president this week just going, hey, motherfuckers, you better win because it's going to be your new home in a few seasons. <laughs> Believe that, <laughs> but uh, the Ravens, man, won so much for that defense. I know. Is here's another one I want to ask you: Is Jacksonville for real? I'm waiting for Ice Man. Oh, is he not back yet? Oh, did we lose him? Well, no. He said to keep talking. He'd BRB, but that was also a while ago. Oh, my bad. I didn't well, see it. It's four Anyways. minutes ago. It's a lot. It's a long time. Podcast time. Well, uh, anyways, um, he's, he's, to his credit, he said since his first episode with us that the Jaguars, the pieces were there. They just needed somehow to find a way to get him to fit. Man, he's, he... oh, go ahead. I was saying he's been singing that song for two, two seasons now. Oh, I've seen like, cause their defense is just sitting there on the waiver wire in several of my fantasy football leagues. I just can't bring myself to grip them up. I don't know if I'm buying this team. Because their weapons haven't changed. 
That's the thing. They still got Blake Bortles. They still got the Allens. They still at receiver. They still got Mercedes Lewis. Their new the, the only upgrade they've made is that uh, running back. Uh, last year they had T.J. Yeldon, who's even on the fucking team anymore, and then Shoelace was his backup. And now you tell see fantasy football. I know the depth chart of the goddamn Jaguars from like <laughs> previous seasons. Uh, but now they got Fournette, and I can even tell you Fournette's backup is because Fournette has just gone in and done what he's supposed to do. Like I don't like. Is that all they needed was a running back, and all of a sudden it's a team? I don't. I don't get it. I. This is why I'm Iceman, Paging Iceman, Mister Herman, yeah, Paging Mister Herman. Like seriously, I, I. That's this has been his dark horse team since, like I said, his first episode. I maybe we should shelve it till he gets back and move on to another one because I really want to hear his thoughts on this because this is. This to me is the most is one of the most Iceman things. Paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk. <laughs> this has been one of his most Iceman things. Is his fucking kind of like low key cheerleader for the fucking Jaguars? God, why? <laughs> it's the Jaguars. He knows something we don't. Obviously, oh, he picked him this this week, didn't he? When we get to his win percentage, he still wins. All right. Oh, yes. Oh, here we go. Are the Jaguars for real? No. Yes. No. Yes. (laughs) See? (laughs) After all that that shit talking and praising I did, he's going to come in and fucking sit on the fence. Okay, Uncle Jerry, have your cake and eat it too. Explain yourself. No, I'm not going to sit on the fence. No, I don't. Oh. I here's what I thought when I saw the Ravens Jaguars game. Jet lag for the Ravens. <laughs> um, I got to admit, I wasn't privy to the whole Trump thing and the way it was going to affect the NFL. Because as I watched the rest of the games, I'm like, holy shit! Everybody's pissed off. Everybody's hitting everybody. Um, no, I don't think. The, the Jaguars are for real. Um, not exactly sure what happened in London, uh, but Fournette's the only thing that they added. Hey, there's an echo in here. So, I mean, one person make a team real? I mean, was Barry Sanders' Lions real? I, you know? Uh, well, they've actually, their, their defense, they've added a few pieces. A couple pieces here and there. I just don't see them sustaining a high level of playing. All right. So, Bills Broncos. There's another team I want to ask you. I mean, it's like a list of this this year. Yeah, not so much. Um, here's my here's my warning to you guys. Do the- not take this week and try to get and put it into any kind of you know buy or sell. You know, situation. Don't don't take this week and try to get a center line for it because this week is different. What are you the Trump factor? A hundred percent do. I'm not kidding. So the so all right, just shit on me asking you: Are the Bills for real? <laughs> they're two and one. I thought they were going to be a dumpster fire. Apparently, they're finding. I mean, but 
who have they played really? The Broncos, but they beat the Broncos. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've have heard a few people say this was Trevor Simeon crashing down to earth, and I'm like, he wasn't that far up to begin with. I mean, a few good games don't make you a fucking legend. Jamal Charles reminded us he still plays for the NFL. I'm not. I've never bought him. Never. He'll get injured. Watch. Be his knee. Guaranteed. Um. I don't know. I, I just again, I'm not buying the Bills. They they haven't added anybody. They added Jordan Matthews from the Eagles. I, I mean, Pittsburgh got beat by the toilet seat. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Is it time to is it time to start fucking saying that Big Ben looks tired and old out there? Well, wasn't there chatter that this was going to he he may not have come back for this season? Wouldn't there wouldn't there a lot of that floating around? Yeah, there was some uh what would you call it? Uh Farvesque, you know, will he won't he going on in the off season? Mm-hmm. I just it he hasn't impressed me. He has not impressed me all, all the season so far. He's right, putting up just bleh numbers. And it, you got to ask yourself, Rich, is it just Ben? I I mean, you want to when you talk about Pittsburgh, you got to go with the killer bees. You got Ben, okay? You got Ball and you got Brown. I mean, if none of these players are doing well, and Chicago can score 23 on that defense, I mean, James Harris, I, I, Harrison, I, 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 in front of you, would never be mean to you. And I'm not going to be mean to you now. But I just think you and Ben need to go have a few beers and call it a season. Call it a career. I mean, I do. That's just my feeling on Pittsburgh. I just don't got, see that. Huh? I, I was just gonna say I just don't see that spark in Ben anymore. I, I'm, I'm so I agree with you. I if he if he tries to play past this season, that's pride fucking with him. That's my opinion. I the, wanting the, to return to old glory and get that one more ring, one more shot. Yeah, the problem is is that he's not Jerome Bettis and he doesn't have a young Ben Roethlisberger to do it for him. Well, that's like, just it. He does. He he has Brown and Bell. Yeah, but they're not. <sighs> Bell is a different story. Brown, he can only throw what's he can only catch what's thrown to him. I understand. You know, Bell. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I know that Chris will say, you know, if it's fantasy football, hey, look, it's only been three games. Steady, you know, stay the course. No, I'm whatever. saying too. No, it, I'm not fucking around. I'm saying he's finishing up training camp. He skipped training camp. Holding on for his deal. He's I mean, coming then, in the week four but, of the preseason. But that speaks that speaks to him being ill prepared. Because I, I pretty much dude, fucking uh, uh, Michael Strahan skipped training camp the year they won it and came in and was playing like mid season form. What was he? What the fuck was he? I mean, I I don't think he was like you know sitting around watching soap operas, getting fat off of fucking Hagen Dots and shit. But I mean, no, that was Eddie Lacy. Dude, you are a fucking professional football player. You are a running back. You better be ready to fucking answer the bell when it gets wrong. And I mean, no pun intended. But I, I I just, I don't. I 
I don't have much hope for the Steelers. I think the Steelers are a middle-of-the-pack team, and it was reputation that got them, at least to me, to be ranked as high as they were when we were sitting here four weeks ago talking about, you know, previewing the season. This is Chris, this goes back to how teams are ranked in the top ten and they haven't played a game yet, mm-hmm. college football. Reputation got them put higher up than they deserve to be. Now, it's the Steelers, and they love to make liars out of people by coming on hot and heavy in the fucking later part of the season. That's part of their history, too. So if you're going by what they've done historically, we could be sitting here in six weeks going, what the fuck just happened with the Steelers? Who poured 150 gallons of fresh guts down their throat? Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, last week, uh, Minnesota got dusted by Pittsburgh, but this week they come out and just destroyed the Bucks. Well, I mean, if Winston realized that, that the people in the purple jerseys weren't on his team <laughs> and didn't throw to him three times, maybe that would have helped a little bit. How Philip Rivers esque of him. But no, I mean, you know, just just to go back real quick, dude, the Steelers lost to the Bears. I refuse to believe, looking at that Bears team, that they are. Any good. A team that's capable of beating the Steelers soundly unless and, and the Steelers are playing at their full potential. I don't buy it, period. You know, to be fair, it wasn't soundly. It, you know, it was overtime. Yeah, but, I mean, dude. Can we not get put in that position to where we have to be saved? But uh-huh. yes. But then again, you also have to say the Bears took you to overtime. Exactly. So for the Bears, that's pretty much a sound, you know, Dust our hands off. Hey, we're just, I just make it do what it do, baby, type shit. Because if you're, you're the Bears, what do you got to be cocky about this season? What, you think fucking, you think Glennon's going to bring out fucking Scooby? Velma and the rest of the gang? I mean, I don't really have much to hang your head on. And uh, the Colt beat the Browns. Someone had to win. <laughs> they were both 0 2. Yeah, but that's Brissett, though. We'll see. Luck's supposed to come back. They're saying week seven. Oh, I guarantee you he's supposed to come back, and he is all about on his way back. Because uh, Jacoby uh, just said, I'm going to be the starter here in a minute. All that money they spent on Luck? Mm, yeah, I don't think they're ready to. I don't think they're closing the door on him just yet. Yeah, but then again, you got to look at what happened in Dallas. What happened when they spent all that money and time on Romo, and every fucking season. This hurt, that hurt, this hurt, that hurt. And I, I don't think the, the Colts are going to make the same mistake. Well, I mean, we could yeah, see, but back I, to the I, was, I just, I, Luck is still a young enough quarterback, and he's actually proven that he can win the big games to where I think he has a little bit of wiggle room. I mean, it's going to take a Brady-esque over, uh, Bledsoe-type performance for Luck to be sitting there warming the bench come week 17. That's what I'm saying. And I just don't see that coming from anybody on that fucking team. It's his backup. Well, you, you can't forget now, Brissett was back up to Tom Brady. Yeah, which was the next game we talk about. Man, really? Come on, Patriots. Mm-hmm. Come on. You let the Texans put up 33 on you? Had to come back to win it. 
Well, just let me say this real quick. This has nothing to do in particular with this game. It just has to do with what the NFL has been bragging about for years, probably over a decade now. They love to point out how close their games are. Except for a handful of games, you have what? Two games went into overtime this week. You had how many games that were within a touchdown of each other? How many games were decided by a field goal? This One type particularly of with no time left on the clock? I mean, this is this is the type of NFL or type of football the NFL absolutely loves, and they're getting what they want. Yeah. So, I, 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 is this is this the end result of a decade plus of fighting to force parity in the league? Is this is it finally bringing the Patriots back down to everybody else's level, or is this a Patriots team with a, you know? quarterback out there who's been standing there so long he's like a statue that birds shit on and a head coach who's like you know well as soon as brady retires i can go about doing the rest of my life i mean it's week three we don't know but patriot patriots ain't been the patriots so far this season to me yeah they've already lost that's the first one and not for nothing dude miami got beat yeah <sighs> Are, are are we taking the Jets for real? No. Twenty to six. No, not with that personnel. Twenty to six. Not with the Jets personnel. Absolutely not. Trap game. Trap game. Dude, how many traps did they have to set? Twenty to six. Come on, man. How about the Saints taking it to the Panthers? Did we, anybody see that one coming? Maybe like it, five years ago. You know what? No, I should have called it, and I didn't. Wait, wait, wait. You can't, dude. I should have called it. No, 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 no. I have a very big reason. Uh, Cam Newton is is still being a bitch. I, I was watching a story on Sports Center about him. He's still being a little bitch about Did you guys his shoulder. See how he was dressed Sunday. He yeah. looked like he came, like I said, from the player haters convention. <laughs> what a puggy bear! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Any, what, and uh, the next motherfucker that talks is getting <laughs> shot. Please believe that. <laughs> Another surprise. The Packers. The, really? Green Bay? You, this ain't Cincinnati of like three years ago. Fuck like, that. This ain't Cincinnati of fucking 2005. <laughs> <laughs> took you overtime to beat the Bengals? What's going on, Green Bay? What, did Olivia Munn text fucking... Rodgers before the game, throw him off. Yeah, I miss you. I mean, Chiefs Chargers went as expected. Uh, the, how about the, the Sunday night game, huh? The Raiders staying. Now you say, Where the fuck did the car go? Well, no, you say uh, what you saw in the London game was the Ravens with jet lag. That's how the Raiders with jet lag, like straight up. Although, that would have been like the, the playing the, the 5 o'clock game. Dude, the Raiders fucking were hungover. Dude, I had a, a fancy football game where all that the guy had, he he had, I was done, and then he had Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. And he's texting me like, I'm pretty confident I get 17 points out of these guys to beat your ass. I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Which I was like, fuck yeah, you're going to get 17 points out of that. And holy shit. I mean, Carr, what, how many times did he get intercepted? Dude, that was an impressive win for Washington. Yeah, I, I twice. It's just got intercepted twice. There's just no two ways about it. I mean, Washington showed up to play, and I think they stunned the Raiders 
and maybe this is the wake up call the Raiders needed. I mean, most teams, most, most. <laughs> Go burn a couch, cousins. Uh, no, m- most fucking most great teams do have a fucking wake up call during the season, and if this is their wake up call, and they, they were getting a little, they were feeling themselves a little bit too much. Hey, it's early in the season; they can still, you know, it's not the end of the fucking world. This, is, this wasn't a game where they, had, they were deciding their own fate to go into the playoffs. So, I, I, if I'm on the Raiders, I got to be looking around, going, "Okay, guys, this ain't happening again. There's no way they should have won that game." Mm-hmm. And then- well, it, it, it. I looked at this week, and I'm telling you guys, don't have a baseline with this game, with this week. I don't know if it was the Trump factor. I don't know what the hell happened. But like, okay, the first week with with the Patriots. All right, losing to Kansas City, shocker. But look at the fucking Chiefs. They they are for real. It wasn't a fluke. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's the same way I started to feel when this week started. I was like, Rams 49ers, 80 fucking points. The fuck out of here. What <laughs> yeah, the hell? Some, somebody made some money who betted the over. Yeah. Right. And then uh, and then I saw the, the Jaguars-Ravens game, and I was pissed that I lost that call, but I was like, eh, jet lag. It's overseas. Then the rest of the fucking game started, and I'm like, what? the fuck is going on all right i could take the call and the rule and lines or whatever it, i like the way they look whatever and then it just started falling the broncos the steelers the panthers the bucks i'm like whoa i i don't know what happened i i couldn't tell you what happened but that's there's no way that the next week coming up i'm gonna call it i'm gonna be the ice man next week shit returns to normal Minus, barring some type of fucking other scandal that unites everybody in the fucking NFL. Well, fuck it. What we're talking about next week. Let's just start picking that shit. Well, I'll say this real quick. If if this is all because of what Trump said, then football players are the most petty, looking for an excuse, motherfuckers to go out there and kill somebody in any sport I've ever seen. Because I, I, if Justin Trudeau come out and said, fuck the Montreal Canadiens, bunch of half fags, I don't think the Canadians would come out and like run up a fucking historic amount of penalty, you know, minutes and, and, and double digits worth of goals on the team they played next. I just don't see it. Be a bench so, player and brawler too. I'm just saying, if, if, this, if, if that's how football players are wired, then... Trump, please keep your mouth shut for the sake of all of our fantasy leagues and our picks. <laughs> yes. Because uh, well, Rich, you explain it. The Bengals last week posted nine points against the Texans, thirteen points. All right, the Bengals against the Texans. All right, Let, last week here they posted twenty-four against a twenty-seven-point Packer team. That they had to go into overtime with. I mean, that's just that's the one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. I, I could do this all day with all of these teams. You explain how everybody got better and even, if not even better, in one week. No, I, I dude, I 
you, you took a very less wordy but very less concise way to say what I just said. I totally agree with you. The one thing I will say this, just real quick before we move on to picks. Eagles, man. It wasn't a pretty win, but they won. And just like that, that L goes down in the Lions loss column, that W goes up in the Eagles fucking win column. Right. And the Cowboys came back and was like, Zeke was like, my bad. I found it. Sorry about I found that. it. I got it. Took last week off. Did you miss me? Yeah. There was no Rod Tidwell to catch no fucking Monday night football pass last Monday. Yeah. So. It was like Fitz though. All right. So. Uh, here, here, here. Uh, ugly week last week. <laughs> <laughs> but Iceman, you still. Did I? You won. Did I go 500 at least? You went 9 and 7. Rich and I went 8 and 8. Or we went, or no, we went, no, wait, you went 9 and 9, Rich and I went 8 and 10. There were 18 games that we picked. It would be 10 and 8, but whatever. Yeah. So, all right. So for the season, we have the Iceman at 39 16, 709 winning percentage. Uh, I am in second place, 3124, 563. Rich, one game behind me with 545. Yay! Yeah, so yeah, Iceman proving that he's a goddamn Iceman. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you, what order are we picking in? Oh, I he's just a, he's just a humble motherfucker who picks games pretty well. Yeah. But he ain't all that humble. <laughs> and won't go to <laughs> Vegas and put money in. Or even did that? Yeah. No, wait. There's no sports book. You have a winter. No, wait. You're in goddamn Kansas. Anyways. So yeah, there's nothing here. So we we change the order. Never. Yeah. If y'all ever get ahead of me, you guys can change the order. All right. So Thursday night. Well, for you, it will continue to be Thursday night football. Uh, Chicago. Wait, wait. Before we before we pick our NFL pick, who's gonna win, Sparty or Iowa? So put it at the end, but we'll do it now. Uh, I can't. Uh, I, I can't. I can't bail on them now. Let's go Spartans! <laughs> uh, do I go with my heart or my head? Fuck it. I give me Iowa. Yeah, Iowa um, had an extremely close game with Penn State, who is ranked number four. MSU isn't close to number four. Not even They don't even know what the number four looks like because the last time they saw it, it was on Harbaugh. Anyways, Iowa. All right. So now we move on to, for you, Thursday Night Football, because it includes the two toilet seats, if you like to refer to them. Uh, Chicago heading to Lambeau, taking on the Packers. This is easy. Give me the Packers. Yeah, I'm not ready to fucking say the Bears are going to be world beaters or spoilers of seasons quite yet. Give me the Packers. I'm definitely going with the home team. Uh, I'm going to play this week, and I'm going to call this week. The way it should have happened last week. And, uh, yeah, the toilet bowl is still just that. 
You don't get extra uh, points for calling extra shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not going to go 0-16. True. All right. Uh, next up, another London game. 9.30, our time, Eastern time. Um, Sunday morning, the Saints and the Dolphins. Ugh. I mean, the Dolphins just lost to the Jets. The Saints' defense is awful. Um, Willie Sneed, I believe, is back for the Saints this week. Or is it next week? Um, I, I, I just don't see Miami laying another egg like that, especially to... J.H.I. was quiet. New Orleans defense is awful. It's a long way to go to say, give me the Saints. Right, give me the give me the Dolphins, Jesus. Well, I you know I keep saying that the Saints are going to be the spoiler this year. And case in point, last week it's not a game they should have won. Yet they did. And this is a game they should win. I just don't think they're going to do it. Give me the Dolphins. I got the Saints in this one. All right. All right, the 1 o'clock games. Heading down to Atlanta. Buffalo coming in. Give me the Falcons. Not buying this Buffalo team. Just not. Yeah, Falcons know that they, uh, they got lucky and they squeaked one out. So, I believe they're going to play better than they did against the Lions. So, give me Atlanta. It's not often that Matt Ryan throws three interceptions in a game. He did it against Detroit. Uh, He's learned his lesson. Yeah, definitely Atlanta. Okay, next game. the, (laughs) The Battle of Shit. (laughs) The Battle of Ohio. Cincinnati. Heading up to First Energy Stadium in Cleveland to take on the Browns. Shocking that there's still a lot of tickets left for this one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's risky. Give me the Bengals. I believe in Andy Dalton a lot more than I believe in... Which Deshaun is it? Kaiser? Because there's, yep. there's two Deshauns. Yep, that's him. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me yeah, Watson's in uh, ten, Texas. Yeah, Watson. That's and then two. They got AJ Green. Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, nothing. Not because I believe in the Bengals, just because I do not believe in the Browns. <laughs> so, give me Cincy. Absolutely. Sorry about Brownsville, man. That dog pound just not going to be reborn this year. The dog pound went from woo, 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 to woo. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. There's always next well, season. just one of those old dogs who just sleeps all the time. <laughs> he's sleeping and he's going woo, in his sleep. He's not even awake. Yeah. <laughs> he's dreaming of the days of old. Exactly, yeah. Jim Brown days and shit. Yeah. Okay, next up, the Rams heading to Dallas. Come on. I, I Do I even have to finish the sentence? Dallas. 
Yeah, I upgraded them from dumpster fire to 40 degree day, but they're not going to beat Dallas. So, yeah. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, Zeke proved that he got talking to and he understood what he was told. So, you got a good defense and your your quarterback showing promise, Rams, but nah. Dallas. All right, here we go. I'll just pencil you in for this one. Earl, next up, the Detroit Lions heading to Minneapolis. Play the Vikings. Um, quite honestly, damn it. This is flip a coin for me. Because I could tell you good things about the Vikings. I could tell you good things about the Lions. I could tell you bad things about the Lions. I could tell you bad things about the Vikings. Uh, my gut, though, is telling me to take the fucking Lions. Jesus Christ. Give me Detroit. See, here's my problem. I want to say Lions. But I close my eyes. And I just picture... An interception... A fumble for a loss, and all the ho- horrible things that are, are going to happen to the Lions in the first fucking quarter on the road. But I'm going to go against my better judgment and seeing all that shit in my non-existent crystal ball, and I'm going to pick them. I swear to fucking God, if they let me down on this one, moratorium. <laughs> not that bad but let's put it this way Earl might want to fucking bow out next time the Lions come up I'm just saying I ain't gonna have much good to say about his boys well look you can train motherfucker we've, we've talked at nauseum about the Lions and their loss this week what coulda shoulda woulda okay I think they put that past them you know it's behind them uh, they've had three good weeks their defense looks better than ever. Uh, once again, how do you intercept Matt Ryan three times in one game? I'm just saying. Um, yes, Vikings have a great defense, and uh, it, it'll be a pretty good game. But I think uh, the Lions have, you know, put grease in their wheels, and uh, they're going to make this. I, I, I know they have to make this because this is one of those games that they have to win. Not that they should win or they could possibly lose. This is one they have to win. Now, I called it earlier, before this season started, that the Falcons were going to beat the Lions. They did. Here nor there. Kind of. This one, they have to win. That's the other thing we said before this season. This is one of those games they have to win. So, Lions. Okay, next up. The underwhelming... Carolina Panthers heading to Gillette to play the GOAT. Uh, what I've seen from the Panthers so far this year, they've been healthy. Give me fucking the, the Patriots. Yeah, I have no reason to believe that fucking Cam and company are going to do it against the Pats, so give me New England. Oh, Absolutely. I just got done telling you how much of a crybaby Cam's being about his shoulder. All right. Next up, Jacksonville 
on the MetLife playing the Jets. <laughs> Pretty much what I see mirrored what I said for the last uh, pick. From what I've seen out of Jacksonville this year and what I've seen out of the Jets this year, you can give me fucking Jacksonville. I think the Jets fucked around and won a football game last week. Even though Earl is like animals and children, making a liar out of me constantly after talking him up about how he always fucking low-key was on the Jags fucking nuts. Even though he's going to act like he don't remember ever doing that from his first episode on. I remember him doing it. And I I bought what he was selling for better or for worse this week. Give me the Jaguars. No, I absolutely do. I told you, they changed the coach. They changed the mentality. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming up. Oh, no, he plays along. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing along. I'm not buying that they're for real, like they're going to go far. Are they going to beat the Jets? Yes, they're going to beat the Jets. All right. How did Rich put it? I upgraded them from a dumpster fire to a 40-degree day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pittsburgh. Baltimore. Baltimore's at home. Coming off getting spanked by the Jaguars in London. But I'm sorry. There there are too many offensive weapons on Pittsburgh for me to say Baltimore wins this game. I just can't go with you. I I I can't go down that road with you, man. What the fuck has Pittsburgh shown me to make me think that they're fucking gonna perk up against the defense who got housed and are pissed off about it. So, give me the Ravens. Yeah, this one kind of sucks. This is a must-watch. This really is. You got Joe Flacco coming off of getting replaced by Ryan Mallett because he threw two interceptions. I know, right? He was eight, he was eight of 18. For 28 yards. But remember, now, Ryan guys, Mallett threw 6 and 9 for 36 yards. I mean, damn. <laughs> but, re- but remember, guys, Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback. What the fuck? I'm just parroting what I hear fucking constantly on Sports Talk and ESPN. Mm, mm, okay. I'm not um, saying it's. I'm not saying it's true. I'm Joe just Flacco saying. Joe Flacco is a forty-degree day. Joe Flacco is paid like he's an elite quarterback. Yeah. I, uh, mm. I don't know because Ben it, Ben Roethlisberger definitely struggling. Uh, definitely past the end of his career, and uh, their defense is struggling bad. Uh, I know. could care less about the team struggling. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, uh, drunken Joe. Yeah, dr- drunken oh, no, Joe. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I want to kiss you, <laughs> Rich. You pick the Ravens, and Chris, you pick the Steelers, right? Yeah. Be the tiebreaker. Be the ball. See the ball. Either way, he is. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if I want to go with the home team or love God, I somebody have to get up to Ah, God, this one's hard. 
All right, fantasy. Give me the Steelers. <laughs> no. I, I, I can't. I, there's nothing else I can base this on. Motherfucker, this you is... realize you have not won a game and you're playing <laughs> B this week, right? <laughs> like oh, you, oh. yeah. Stupid. Shots fired. <laughs> Simple right. motherfucker. Chris, we'll get together after the show. I need to make a couple of trades. I'll trade you back. All right. Uh, next up, <laughs> Tennessee at Houston. Uh, g- give me Tennessee. Simply because, <sighs> yeah, it's Mariota versus a rookie. Tennessee just beat Seattle. I can't. I can't. I can't get a handle on Mariota, man. I mean, the devil you know over the devil you don't. I know what you get with the Texans. You get a team who's capable of winning, even when they shouldn't. Capable of giving you a game. I mean, Christ. They gave fucking the Patriots a game. Do you think fucking Tennessee would have been that close to the Patriots? Fuck it. Give me the Texans. Yeah. Almost verbatim what you said, Rich. 33 to 36 of the Patriots? Meh. Texans got a great defense. Not much of an offense, but a great defense. But the the offense is on the come up. Watson seems to be showing signs of, I can play, kind of. He's better than Texans. Better than Titans. (laughs) I'm going to take the Texans. You guys are going to be disappointed. All right, next up, uh, San Francisco at Arizona. Give me the cards. And that's all I have to say about that. I'm like Forrest Gump. Hey, this, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did you pick? I honestly. Yeah, give I, me the cards. Dropped out on me. Yeah, give me give me the cards, man. Fucking. Broken, broken down Arizona still better than healthy San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not buying San Francisco. Like, I don't even know if they're selling anything. But if uh, just get off my doorstep with that shit. I, it's Saturday morning, too early for this. Give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I would answer the door in my tidy whities if San Fran was there. Uh, yeah, definitely Cardinals. Next up, Philly. Playing the Chargers. Chargers at home. Chargers just seem to find ways to keep losing games. Uh, and the Eagles, the Eagles, Eagles look strong. Eagles, the Eagles are looking Andy Reid era. Give me the Eagles. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep riding the Eagles until they give me a reason not to. Chargers just not impressed. It, it, it was just okay for me. <laughs> yeah, speaking of broken down and done, Chargers, what? How old is Antonio Gates? Too old. Record holding Antonio Gates? Yeah, that's him. Too old, though. Next you up. stay around long enough, you're going to set some records. That's just how that shit works. Old enough to remember when you jerked off without the help of the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely the Eagles. Uh, the uh, Giants at the Bucks. Give me the Bucks, man. The Giants are. The Giants have been downgraded from forty degree day to dumpster fire. 
There's there's a lot going on over there that needs to be fixed. Yeah, I, I saw a meme earlier today that said, knock, knock, and it showed Eli, and it said, who's there? He said, Owen. Owen who? Owen 3. And Eli was all pissed off. Um, God. I mean, they got no backfield. Dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I... I got a bad feeling the Bucks. For all, for all that shit I talked, I think they're gonna be an eight and eight team, man. I, I I think it's a very losable game for the Bucks. I mean, I'm gonna pick them because I mean the Giants have given me nothing to believe in. But I I guess I'm pulling an ice man. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants fucking squeak out a victory. So if I'm sitting here next week. Uh, like, oh, your Bucks lost. I'll be like, ooh, I wasn't expecting it. Boy, that hurt so bad. Uh, if I was you, I would be hurt because the, the Giants are in a dumpster fire. They're a citywide riot, dude. That's They are absolutely horrible. Everybody who's anybody who's even thought about talking about the Giants are going, what the fuck is? Your offensive coordinator can't be offensive coordinator and head coach at the same time. Apparently, it doesn't work. Uh, your offensive line is atrocious. Your defense is non-existent. You're, you're fucking done, son. Yeah, step into my office. You're fucking fired. If Jameis doesn't lead them to a victory, uh, a substantial, well-stated, my dick's bigger than your victory, then Bucks have some issues. I'm just going to say this is the type of game the Bucks love to lose. And I'm just going to say if they lose to the Giants, they have issues. Because they have all the thing, all the right people in all the right places. I will say this. And Chris, for all your criticism and smart-ass remarks, and how old is he? He still plays? I had no idea. Deshaun Jackson actually still proved himself to be a deep threat. Oh, in a hurry, he does. Even in that loss last week. One time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but I, I get what you're saying. There's still something left in the tank. Well, all I'm saying is it's. I think it's. I think they said it in hard knocks, and if not, maybe I just imagined it, or I was really high when I was watching one episode. I swear that's what they said. They said, we just want you to be a deep threat and an option. That we don't need you to be Superman out here, and I mean, if he's yeah, because you got Mike Evans for that. If he's capable of, if he's capable of fucking getting behind the defense, I mean, that might be good enough for him. Still think they're going to end up an eight and eight record, but <laughs> and and this has nothing to do with fantasy, even though he's on my team. You know, it'd be nice if he actually did put up some numbers, but you know, whatever. All right, next up. For me, this is the hardest game to pick this week. Both teams coming off of bad losses. Oakland heading to mile high. Playing Denver. Fuck. <coughs> when it comes down to it, I guess I believe in Marshawn Lynch over C.J. Anderson. Or Jamal Charles. Because 
Denver's got Emmanuel Sanders. They got Demarius Thomas. Oakland's got Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. Uh, I, uh, I think Oakland's got a better backfield. Give you the Raiders. Yeah, I'll go with the Raiders. Lockstep. Yeah, this this one wasn't that hard. Carr's better than Trevor Simeon ever will be. Uh, I don't know what the fuck has happened, but like I said, I'm going to dismiss last week because that whole thing is what the fuck is to me and go with the way this is supposed to be heading. You know, sorry about your, your luck there, Broncos. You, you got one defensive guy and, you know, the, the the black hole answers that in spades. They got a defensive guy too. He was the defensive player of the year last year. So, meh, sorry. Raiders are coming back with a vengeance. Alright. Next up. Our rape of the week. Wait, you know, I've been thinking about that. We should, we, we should come up with something a little bit more PC. What about the what? butt fuck of the week? What? <laughs> 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 well, there is a segment of the population that enjoys that. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, but uh, the Colts are heading to the 12-man playing Seattle. I did. Uh, uh, give, me, give me the home team. Give me Seattle. Yeah, see, this wasn't that hard for me. Give me Seattle. I just... It's, it's just the way they've both been playing. Like, Seattle, I mean, I know they're Seattle, but they just... I guess their defense is way better than anything that the Colts can give you. I think that that is a home field advantage that is, if not the best in football, it's got to be damn near the top. The, the like, Chiefs stadium is pretty, pretty hard to play in. I was going to say, Arrowhead... And yeah, and 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 the twelfth man—that's uh, one and two, or one A, one B, however you want to look at it. I do realize I, I called it the rape of the week, and then hemmed and hawed. Oh. Iron knees not lost on myself. <laughs> yeah, the, the Colts' offense is getting better. But so is the Seattle's defense, and the Colts' defense is non-existent. Yeah, this is yeah Seattle. Monday night, the Redskins heading in to Arrowhead. He will not like that because he's going to get his ass beat. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I think Andy Reid's going to be doing his uh, little Kool-Aid jog. Through the brick wall on the internet gifts. Oh yeah. Uh, going oh yeah. Oh yeah. In Kansas City. My my wife has informed me if I pick against the Chiefs, she will kill me and not allow me to watch any more Lions football. Is this Iceman's Achilles tendon? This is what this is. <laughs> I have to that pick he the has to pick the Chiefs. Or else. So if they do a historic tailspin from here on out, lose every game, and the Lions do what we always accuse the Lions of doing, 
There goes your winning percentage. Yeah, and it's pretty because much. You, because you, you have to pick those teams. Not because you Come want on, to. Kareem, stay healthy. Stay healthy, Kareem. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something, bud. There's a lot more Cadillac Williams than there are fucking uh, Barry Sanders. Right, there's a lot of guys who have, you know, first good five, six games and then fucking go, what the fuck happened to him? And become the answer to a trivia question. I mean, more power to you, Chris. You got him. Hold on to him. But yeah, you won't even trade Bell for him. Stop it. He's my number one guy. Why you don't? Why would you get rid of your best performer? He's averaging more than my quarterback per game. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, definitely don't. Again, do not miss the Steelers Ravens game. I'm telling you. That's the game to watch this week. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, we did it. This is the longest episode ever. <laughs> but uh, it's good Lord. It, it's, it's telling Rich, if, if you listen to us on Unregimented, available Saturdays here at ChristopherMedia.net, uh, we sometimes refer to the new shotgun, uh, thanks to our current administration. And thanks for current administration, we had the sports new shotgun this week. But, man, so much shit went down this week. Good God. I don't think, I mean, but it's, you know, this is our, this is second time use the word this podcast. You know, this is our comeuppance for, you know, the dog days of summer. Didn't, I think we did a solid 15 minutes on Wimbledon this year, you know, so. By the way, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, according to ESPN, their number one quarterback in the power rankings. Don't say it. Matt Ryan. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the other one, and then we were, no, and then it was going to turn into a six-hour podcast. He's, he's number eight up from number 12. Yes. Yes, he is. So. And the Lions' defense made him look like a fucking rookie. And he lost to them. There's still an L. Didn't lose L to the down. Falcons. Whatever. Two and one. Two and one. Two and one. Come on. It's, 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 aren't you the guy that... Don't you hate participation trophies? You're talking they're about, two O oh and one. You're talking That's participation it. trophy shit. No, I'm not. I'm talking about they're two O oh and one. Oh. Well, I gotta get up for work in like four hours. So... <laughs> We're going to thank everybody who is following us at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can email the show Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. We're on the Instagrams. We're on the Facebooks. Uh, yeah. And uh, downloads every month. They go up. I'm not lying. I see, the, I see the numbers. So you're liking it. You're sharing it. You're telling people about it. Make sure wherever you listen to us that you're rating us five stars. All that fun happy horseshit and uh yeah week uh, week four on tap so we'll uh, see you next week all right later guys peace out y'all if you like this show please tell a friend please follow us on twitter and like and share us on facebook by searching for christopher media you can subscribe to all christophermedia.net shows for free on christophermedia.net Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening.
Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.